kind of feels hot. You feel hot? Yeah, yeah, it's you know, pretty warm. Yeah, I think uh, we're all going to die. I think this is it. The world's being destroyed. Uh, what? Yep, this is it. End of the world. The apocalypse. Armageddon. I'd say we have, uh, oof, gee, three weeks left to turn this thing around. The worst part is it's all your fault. I can't believe you've done this. What, how is this my fault? Well, you produce carbon dioxide, and there's way too much of that stuff. Too much? How much is there? How much is too much? Look, I don't even know. I'm not here to understand vague pseudoscientific talking points. I'm here to enforce insane restrictions on the basis of those talking points. Restrictions? Yeah, you know, like uh, carbon credits and no gas stove and you have to eat bugs and live in a tiny box like a bug and uh, injure bloodline, you know, no children or anything like a, like a bug. Okay, that is insane, yeah. Well, it's a crisis, a climate crisis, so we don't have time to think about this stuff. We're saving the Earth. From what? Well, from people. Yeah. <laughs> like other people, not like you and me, but like, you know, people, humans. So you want to eliminate humans. Well, it's not quite that simple. Yeah, I feel like that should be a hard no. Well, no, see, it's, it's math. We have this equation, and we're trying to get this number down to zero. And one of those variables is people. Yeah, that's right. We're trying to reach zero by multiplying these non-zero numbers by whatever the value of people is. We call it net zero. Okay, because people produce carbon dioxide by existing. Right, so it's all about switching energy production to carbon neutral sources. Well, yeah, all right. And also not breathing or eating. I'm sorry, what? Great news. We're making big progress. The oldest and largest power plant in all of England just went 24 hours totally carbon neutral. They didn't burn a single ounce of coal all day. What did they burn instead? Biomass. What is biomass? Trees. Big, beautiful trees from across the ocean. See, we cut them down in British Columbia, ship them across the Atlantic, and burn them for fuel. <laughs> Wait, so just because you don't burn coal, you're calling that zero emission? Well, the banks do, yeah. The banks. They're the bank. The bankers, the international bankers, they're in charge of all of this because they're so selfless and caring. Okay, and they're making us give up combustion fuel. Well, not totally, just like natural gas and coal and stuff like that. Yeah, but not trees. No, not trees. Trees are fine. All right, that's crazy. Isn't there any other power generator source? Like, what about windmills? Oh, yeah, windmills are great. Yeah, after like 18 years, they're carbon neutral for a couple years. Plus, when they freeze, you can just keep them spinning with the diesel engine. Also, they kill a ton of eagles. Uh, is that a good thing? I guess not, but... We're saving the earth here. You can't make omelets without breaking a few eggs, and you can't build windmills without killing a ton of eagles and whales and chopping down two million trees in Scotland. Okay, wait, so you're burning trees for fuel, but you're also cutting down entire forests to make fields to build windmills? That's right, and also we're just chopping down trees and straight up burying them in the ground. It's a, it's a new initiative. I hate trees. Don't trees, like, absorb carbon dioxide? No, that's what my giant vacuum machine is for. It's huge. Okay, this is this is getting weird. Windmills. Windmills work, though. Yeah, windmills work great, unless there's, you know, too much wind. Okay, what about solar panels? Solar panels, also fantastic, unless there's, you know, too much sun. All right, what about nuclear energy? No. All right, well, well what about cars? I mean, cars run on gasoline, so what about them? Actually, every car is going to be electric from now on. Can the power grid handle that? Every car being electric? Uh, no, no. So... I don't get it. How are people going to drive? <laughs> how are you going to drive when you don't own a car? What do you mean, I won't own a car? I mean, how will I get anywhere? Well, it's easy. Everybody will share a small amount of cars. You'll have an app like Uber where you can request a ride and also apply for a transit permit to leave the 15-minute perimeter. What 
15 minute perimeter. Yeah, the one I'm going to put around you, it's called an ultra low emission zone. It's a core aspect of the sustainability development goals. It's where you can't leave your neighborhood and don't own a car and never fly and can't eat meat. Look, you're never going to get these laws passed. No, they'll pass. Just uh, not through law. No, I'm just going to sort of do it. See, I don't have to pass a law to make beef illegal. I'll just buy the cattle farms and shut them down. See, I uh, control the market with my incredible wealth. You control the market? That's right. So are you the one that offshored all of our manufacturing to China? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah, China, where there's no environmental controls at all, the number one polluter on Earth? No. No, that can't be right. No, no way. That would be, that would be crazy. Watch the full video right now at band.video. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. The program leftists failed to silence. It's the Alex Jones Show. Welcome to the Alex Jones Show. I am Chase Geyser, your host. Just very briefly this morning, joined by one and only Harrison Smith, one of our favorites here at Infowars. Alex Jones is going to be taking over the broadcast any minute. I'm told that half past the hour he's going to be on the air. So we are filling in for him. It's an awesome opportunity to be on the Alex Jones Show with this distinguished audience of Info Warriors everywhere. So don't be discouraged. The man himself will be in the studio any minute. He's fighting the info war on another front right now. Harrison, how are you doing, man? Oh, just terrible, Chase. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's everything's, funny. Everything's awful. <laughs> right before the show, I was like, hey, how was your show this morning? He's like, oh, the whole world's falling apart. They're abducting people's children in the name of this trans ideology. And, you know, yeah. it is easy to get blackpilled. Do you feel, would you consider yourself a blackpilled person or do you maintain optimism? You know, it's it's a, it's a constant struggle. I maintain, op, uh, here's how I maintain optimism. When people ask, like, are we screwed, you know, is it hopeless, I'm always like, well, I'm not hopeless, I'm not, you know, my cause isn't lost, my family will survive, I've got my storable food, I've got my way, no matter what happens with the rest of the world, I'm good, my family's good, there's a lot of hope in that, but it, it, it feels like we're, you know, I understand we're fighting against the um, momentum of a society that's been on the wrong path and and headed in the wrong direction for literally decades so part of me is like you know imagining a, a cruise ship we're trying to use a little tugboat to change the trajectory of a cruise ship it's not going to happen instantly it's going to be a long process 
it's it's a lot of momentum we're dealing with here. So it's okay that we don't have victory right now. The cruise ship can be changed. The, the course can be altered. Each new advancement is something to be celebrated. But then I look and I realize that the shoals are half a mile away. And if we don't change the ship now, if we don't change the direction right now as fast as humanly possible, then we're not going to make it. So so I don't know. I don't know. You know, we've got this story. Attorney General Ken Paxton sues to end NGOs operations in Texas after discovering potential efforts to facilitate illegal immigration. Again, half of me is like, heck, yeah, this is what needs to happen. The NGOs are organizing this. They're funding this. They're breaking the law. They need to be held to account. Thank goodness uh, Attorney General Ken Paxton survived his impeachment and is able to carry this off. But then there's always that other part of me that's like, oh, you're going after one? What about the other thousands? Are you going after the UN too? It's like any good, any piece of good news, I'm just unsatisfied. There's there's so much that has to be done. Such extreme measures are going to have to be taken to get us back on the right track in enough time to rescue this country and not just have to like rebuild from scratch when everything falls apart. Uh I don't know if that answers your question. I'm not. I'm not black pilled or or white pilled. I'm just. I'm. I'm just trying to to appreciate the good things and uh, still, you know, spread spread awareness of the bad things. And that that was my big takeaway from the show today was just how how what what is it going to take? How much has to happen when they're taking children away from their parents after indoctrinating the kids into transgenderism at schools? How is everybody not awake? How is everybody not aware this yeah. is happening? So I, I honestly don't know at this point. When I think about the philosophy of inevitable entropy, obviously this is a terrifying notion. Like, is, is this civilization going to collapse just like every other civilization throughout history? And nobody wants to deal with worrying about whether their kids are going to starve in some post-apocalyptic world nobody wants to deal with the violence and rape and murder and just disorder that would ensue with the collapse of the dollar for example and those are certainly things to worry about and very real threats if not likely threats in my opinion but what irks me the most and i think this is sort of my driving force is i don't want to arrive at that environment or that place in our history thinking to myself on top of that that I didn't do enough to prevent it. At least there's some sort of a conscience being clear yeah. that, that I'll have. Like, hey, I fought. I said, right? Yeah, and yeah. That sort of vindication. What's intolerable to me is the notion that we would arrive at a place like that. And I can't imagine being someone who didn't do anything and just let it happen. Do you, do you, how do you think people are going to feel psychologically in the event that we do have a collapse? Do you think they're actually going to hold themselves accountable for letting it happen? Or is, it, is everyone just going to sort of displace the blame? Everyone does displace the blame. Now, I don't think there's going to be a collapse in the traditional sense unless we go to war with China and they, you know, shut down our our infrastructure, which they've proven to be capable of doing. And are also, by the way, sending tens of thousands of operatives uh, into our country to await orders as we speak. So maybe there will be a collapse. I don't totally disregard the notion, but I see what is much more likely is a South African path that we're going down where Things just progressively and incrementally get worse and worse and worse until eventually the lights can't turn on and, and people are drinking sewage and it's just nothing works. And so there's no collapse in the sense of today everything works, tomorrow there's no internet and everybody's insane. Uh, I think it's going to be decades from now we're going to look around in this country that was once functional and and for the most part not totally corrupted. Uh, it's just going to be – it's going to look like any other third world country.
You know, it's crazy. When I was at the border with the crew, I was talking to Tim Enlow, who was on the air with Alex Jones during some of our reports. And he mentioned one of the alarming things about the Chinese nationals that are coming into the United States was you see them lined up coming into the United States and they're all standing at parade rest. He's like, what kind of (laughs) illegal migrant or just random civilian stands at parade rest while waiting in line to invade a country. This is not just some... With their roller backpacks, too. That was, that's yeah, the funniest part to me. It's they not have, just like, civilians. It's, it's, it's formerly military, sort of, former military operatives, whether they're from China or other countries. These people have been involved in conflicts, and they are trained soldiers. Yeah, and, and they clearly were dropped off there, right? That, that's always the shocking thing to me is they have like a $300 roller backpack and they're wearing like galoshes and they're like on their phone. And it's and yeah. like, like it looks like somebody waiting in a line at an airport in America, but they're, they're refugee and asylum yeah. seekers. No, they were, they've been dropped off. And why wouldn't the Chinese, I mean, imagine being the Chinese government right now and going, wait, our number one geopolitical enemy is America and we can just send 10,000 people a month there and they can just disappear into America and America doesn't even track them or, or like this is such an opportunity for sure. them, uh, which is being provided on purpose by the people that plan the destruction of the United States in the next world war. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the differences just to sort of frame it in a different way is when our great grandfathers or our great, 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 great grandfathers in your case came to the United States, they came with their entire family on a boat. Right. And when our grandfathers stormed the beach at Normandy, they went by themselves. So the difference between an invasion and immigration is when you immigrate, you bring your family with you to start a new life in a new country. But when you do an invasion, you leave your family safely at home and you participate in the invasion as just the solo 18 to 34 year old military aged male. And I am alarmed just seeing all of the young men of course, without their families. There's the parade rest clip popping in into our country it just seems it seems very very suspicious to say the least of course of course i mean it is a it is a full-fledged designed invasion it could not be more obvious and it's another thing where it's just like okay when do you stop being fooled by this when do you realize that asylum or refugee status does not apply to any of these people i can understand you go okay yeah we take asylum seekers and refugees and a couple thousand show up and you go don't worry, we're America. We don't pro- we don't persecute people for their well, we used to not persecute people for their beliefs. Come on in. And then like 10,000 show up and then 100,000. And we've got 10 million a year crossing. At a certain point you should go, "Okay, hold on. I don't believe all of you people are refugees. You're taking advantage of this system and you shouldn't be allowed to take advantage of a system. That's not like a it's not a controversial belief, but so I don't know, 100 million people a year. It's not like there's any uh, you know, I mean, there's a billion Chinese people. There's no shortage of people that could come across. There's nothing to say that this ends at a certain point other than us ending it. Uh, the flow will never stop. It will continue uh, indefinitely until we decide to stop it. And the people that are in charge have decided to uh, encourage it at every in every opportunity. Speaking of political persecution, I want to talk a little bit about Julian Assange because yeah. – I sort of became politically active right after January 6th, 2021. So I saw what happened on January 6th, and after days of seeing how it was covered, how politicians were responding to it, I was so miffed, to say the least, (laughs) about the mischaracterization of what happened. First, I thought it was just an example of a fluke number of protesters getting carried away, getting rowdy, and actually breaking the law. And then it came out with the Ray Epps stuff and some of the great reporting from Darren Beatty and others that this was actually seemingly a PSYOP, an instance of entrapment where there were a lot of feds operating 
uh, within the crowd and, and getting this to, to happen. And so I was so miffed. That is when I became politically active and started watching InfoWars every day, started uh, actually trying to build a Twitter account and start a podcast and interview influencers. And okay, we've arrived at a place where I need to get involved. My vote is not enough. I want a voice. That being said, this Julian Assange story goes back many years before I was paying attention politically. I was trying to start a small business. I was not spending any time on politics. Can you, for the sake of myself and the audience, give just sort of a 30,000-foot view of the Julian Assange story from, like, the beginning to end? And I don't mean to throw you a curveball if you're not prepared <laughs> to answer that question, but what exactly happened with him? I don't think people even understand why he's in the situation he's in, who he really is. They might not even remember he was associated with WikiLeaks. Let's dive in a little bit. Uh, well, it's it's not really that complicated. He ran WikiLeaks, which was a, a, a website that published uh, classified documents that were leaked to them from uh, whistleblowers within the United States government. And they revealed some very disturbing things, specifically about Guantanamo Bay and about uh, the Iraq war. And the thing that they have charged him with is saying that he helped and and participated in the acquisition of classified documents with the help of uh, Bradley, now Chelsea Manning. So it's that, like espionage, kind of. I, they are charging him under the espionage is a 1917 espionage charge. He's one of the only people ever charged under it actually and it's i mean none of it's valid none of it's uh, legitimate he spent i think uh, either six or nine years in the ecuadorian embassy i I don't have all the details right right in front of me i remember that but he he sought asylum with the ecuadorian embassy uh he was extradited a couple years ago or taken out of the embassy in london and is now in uh, british custody and right now he's going through his final appear to, uh, appeal to fight extradition to the United States. So the United States has been desperately trying to get custody of Julian Assange in order to charge him with this espionage charge based on him releasing classified uh, material that he, he wasn't allowed to have access to. But long story short, the man exposed war crimes and is now being punished as if he committed war crimes. Uh, he, he is a, a, a real a real hero, honestly. He he has put himself on the line and is is suffering the consequences of standing up against the liars, deceivers, warmongers, and psychopaths that run this country. And I I pray there's some remnant of you know the principle of free speech that really started in Britain. We we codified it with the First Amendment, but that was an, an outgrowth and a continuation of what had been going on in Britain. I pray that the UK judges still have respect for that and. Uh, you know, understand that what Julian Assange did was not illegal. He published documents just like the New York Times published documents. Sure. Uh, Washington about Post during what Nixon? Exactly. Uh, that's that's what he did, and uh, they're they're trying to just they well they basically have destroyed him over it. They just want to finish the job. And of course, Hillary Clinton was caught on tape saying, "Can't we just drone strike this guy?" I mean, they they hate Julian Assange for the crime of exposing. The war crimes that they committed and allowed to have uh, allowed to happen. I would love for the crew, if if you guys can, to find that clip because I haven't seen that clip. This is the first time I'm hearing it. That's fascinating. Just uh, let me know if you find it. We'll run it. Obviously, Assange has been imprisoned of sorts for for a number of years now, and I've heard reports that his treatment hasn't been the best. Obviously, sometimes he's seeming to not have seen the sun mm-hmm. in, in in months, if not well, years. Well, he's he's not at his appeal hearing because he's unwell. He's not even healthy right. enough to go to his extradition hearing. There were even reports and, and rumors that he wasn't cognitively all there, almost like sort of the madman in, in solitary confinement. So my question is, what is worse 
for him about being in the United States versus where he is now? It seems like things couldn't get much worse. Why is he fighting this extradition so so hard? Uh, you know, I don't know what the punishment is for um, what he's being death. charged with. It might be death. So, you know, that would be one thing. But although he has said that if he is extradited to the United States, well, I, I, I shouldn't say because I, I this is just something I saw. I didn't actually confirm it. But the rumor is that he basically is like, I'd rather kill myself than, than go to the United States. So, uh, you know, I, that, that's, a, that's a pity. But, again, that's just a rumor. Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't spread that. But. Well, it's crazy because what's happening to Assange seems to be exactly what would have happened to Edward Snowden. Exactly. Had Edward Snowden been caught. And then we have this irony on top of it all that Edward Snowden is seeking asylum from the United States in Moscow while mm-hmm. the Kremlin is being accused of this Navalny mm-hmm. assassination or, or death, yeah. lack of a better term. What's going on with the hypocrisy there? U- Ukraine's killing our journalists. Moscow is actually giving asylum to genuine asylum seekers, yet we're sort of advocating that we have moral superiority as a nation, despite the fact that we've committed every crime that we accuse Russia of. What, what's going on? Yeah, no, it's it's... It's beyond hypocrisy. I mean, you know, what I say, what I say on my show all the time is you can, you can actually have positive hypocrisy if I smoke, but tell you not to smoke. Right. I'm being a hypocrite, but it's good advice still. It's actually still correct. What's going on here is, is beyond hypocrisy. It's, it's deception at, at, at its core. And it's just, you know, when you've got Biden and everybody going up and, and shedding crocodile tears for, uh, Alexei Nalvani and while simultaneously trying to extradite and kill Julian Assange, these people don't believe anything. Uh, they don't, you know, none of this is uh, valid or real. It's all just pure and simple uh, power politics and sending a message to anybody else that might want to be a whistleblower or a journalist and publish classified documents that you'll get the uh, Julian Assange treatment, uh, just like, just like they say you would in Russia. But no, it's, uh, it's, it's pitiful and despicable and uh, yet another thing that i'm i'm surprised more americans aren't aware of and outraged by the treatment of julian assange i just want to take a minute to remind the audience that alex jones will be hosting the show later on in the hour so we are just filling in while he is fighting the info war on another front but he will be in the studio so stick with us folks and on that note i want to dive in even deeper on this this russia ukraine united states dynamic that's playing out (laughs) yeah Obviously, anytime you point out any hypocrisy or you criticize the United States or Ukraine in any way, you're immediately criticized, especially on Twitter, for being a Putin shill, somebody who actually just adores Putin or loves Putin. I just want to ask you in an intentionally sort of ambiguous way, what do you think of Vladimir Putin? Uh, Vladimir Putin is a, can answer like Trump. He's a very smart guy. He's a very smart He's guy. A killer. They're all killers. He's a killer. You don't get to where you get, <laughs> you know, now. So, I mean, what happened was after the USSR fell and, and stopped being communist, it was for several years really just the playground of oligarchs who had been in power already in under communism, under capitalism. They, if anything, expanded their exploitation. And as far as I can understand it, I'm no historian, but uh, Putin really represented sort of the end of that. He he did a lot to bring the uh, living conditions of Russians, bring their standards up. Like, I mean, it, it it sounds this wasn't that long ago. It sounds like forever ago, but like the idea of Russians having having malls and you know washing machines and this sort of stuff. 
I mean, they didn't have that under communism. They didn't have it under the oligarchs. And, and Putin really stopped the oligarchical uh, exploitation. And this was uh, in the in the late 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, he was president for a period of time in the early 2000s during the Bush administration. I believe he retired and then came back. Right. But he's always sort of been a, a, a power player. And that's why a lot of people sort of refer to him as like a new czar because he's it's not he's not actually appointed to his position for life like somebody like Xi Jinping in China. Mm-hmm. But he basically has uh, total domination of the of the Russian political system at this point. And, you know, I talked today, I, d- I did a very long segment breaking down uh, John Stewart on The Daily Show, and he basically dedicated a whole show to insulting Tucker Carlson for going to uh, to Russia to talk to Vladimir Putin. And yeah, what, he's going to Congress to talk to Congress, which is John Stewart. Yeah, which is which is responsible <laughs> for some of the greatest war crimes. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. But he so, uh, you know, his whole thing was he was like, well, you know, it was communism versus capitalism, you know, back in the day. And now the new divide is woke and unwoke. But my interpretation of that is during the Cold War, American men weren't putting their lives on the line for an economic system. They were putting their lives on the line to promote the American way, which was Christianity, freedom of thought against an atheistic, despotic control system that was communism. And that divide in many ways, is still the divide we're dealing with. So, you know, what America has become is, if you want to, you know, people call it woke, but it's a, it's a form of race communism uh, that infests all of our institutions. And Russia, whether legitimately or not, portrays itself as Christian and upholding orthodoxy and, and Christian values and standing up against the woke communistic uh, deconstructionism that American is suff- America is suffering under. So it's it's sort of odd because it's sort of the same Cold War dynamics, except the positions are switched. Mm. They're now fighting for Christianity. I mean, you know, it, we put in God we trust on our money in the 1950s. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance didn't have the words under God until the 1950s. It was by putting God into these things. It was a, a signal that this is this differentiates us from the communists. We believe in God. We are, are Christian uh, to oppose the atheistic communism of, of Soviet Russia. And so if you're talking, if the divide is actually a form of communism versus Christianity, then those positions have flipped. America is now pushing a, a form of communism around the world and to our own people. And Russia seems to embody a, a Christian ideal that we've lost. Well, it's crazy because – this goes all the way back to John Locke's Second Treaties of Government. Had to read it in college. It's like 80 pages. If you're interested in politics or political philosophy at all, it's an absolute must read. If you're not interested in those things, then you're going to find it very dry. Right. Right. But the whole idea of private property rights and how everything we create with our own body, which is given to us by God, is also our property because we produced it with our own will by activating our body in the world, exactly the work that we do, it all goes back to this notion of God. And even though many of the founding fathers weren't explicitly Christian, they were all at least a deist. None of them were, as far as I know, avowed atheists who just denied the existence of God. They denied, they disagreed about the nature of God, whether or not he was involved or sort of like a like an absent father, but they all believed that God existed and that our rights were given to us at birth by God. So it is incredibly important if we want to uphold the West and the philosophy of capitalism that as a culture, we at least generally accept the existence of God because 
the philosophy sort of falls apart if there is no deity bestowing rights upon you. If God doesn't exist, then who says that you have rights when you're born? You're just sort of matter in the in the universe, right? And 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 private property is big of it, a big part of it. In other words, it wasn't a the Cold War wasn't a battle between two economic systems. It was a battle between two right. philosophies about the, the the basis of of what humans are and, and why we're on why we're on Earth, really. And of course, capitalism is a outgrowth of freedom. It just is what happens naturally if you give people freedom. As I said on my show earlier today, if you just drop people off in the forest, they would establish private property. They would establish property lines. They would start trading with one another for their mutual benefit. Capitalism is an outgrowth of freedom, not not the basis of it. Great insights there, Harrison. Stick with us, folks. We will be back after this short break with more news. Alex Jones will be hosting the show today. We are just filling in while he's fighting the info war on another front. So make sure you stay tuned for more on the other side. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. If you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, and it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar, so it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star Reviews. Turbo Force at InfoWarStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get Turbo Force today at InfoWarStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five star reviews. Get Turbo Force now. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patriot and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 
six shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 Revolution Worldwide. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. When I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But, so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. EU-US tension worries Kissinger. And are we going to lose our liberties in this country because everybody from Governor Frank Keating to Henry Kissinger are calling for Americans to start living another lifestyle, to give up liberty for security as the Henry Kissinger and Governor Keating quote, and I'm hearing it all over the radio, television. Uh, Kissinger was asked how to get the U.N. troops on American soil back in 91 in Evian, France, in front of the Bilderberg Group. He said that we had an outside threat. The American people exactly. would beg for their world exactly. government to save them. The alien threat scenario has been discussed by Kissinger and others. Publicly, they've admitted they're going to use a fake alien attack. There also exists an extraordinary opportunity to form for the first time in history a truly global society of a new world order. That's what this is about. Visit InfoWarsStore.com today. Take on the new world order by keeping InfoWars on the air. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, folks. I am Chase Geyser, joined by InfoWars host of the American Journal, Harrison Smith. We are filling in just briefly for Alex Jones. Alex is set to be in studio in any minute. He's in the other room in a meeting fighting the InfoWar on another front. But as soon as that meeting is over, he will be joining the broadcast and hosting the remainder of the show. You know, it's interesting looking at that Kissinger video that we just ran. All of those audio clips about Kissinger from Alex, from callers, those were all from 2001, I believe. So when Kissinger died and when it was the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, I believe, coming up, I made, I can't remember if I made that when Kissinger died or for the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I think it was for Pearl Harbor. I went through the transcripts of all the broadcasts from 2001. I typed in, I created a tool so that you can search by keyword every time that that word was mentioned on the broadcast, and I just pulled them all together. It is amazing how insightful Jones has been in terms of just sort of the way that power conglomerates and what the implications of that are over the course of decades. How is it – you've known Jones a lot longer than I have. How is it do you think that he was able to 
put those pieces together as such a young man. I mean, that famous clip of him before 9-11, he was 27 years old predicting that Osama bin Laden was going to be blamed, predicting that they were going to fly 747s into the World Trade Center as early as March 6th of 2001. He's 27 years old. I was so stupid when I was 27. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he'll explain it. It's because they... they more or less tell you what they're going to do uh, in their own white papers. I mean, the, the thing is that what we're dealing with now is less of a conspiracy in the traditional sense of men in a smoke-filled room making decisions in secret that then get pulled out. I mean, that that uh, get, get carried out, you know, in, in public. That still happens, obviously, but they're they're more public about it now. But what we're dealing with now is like a societal conspiracy where – Everybody has to be brought on the same page. That's why they have the World Economic Forum. That's why they have these confabs where they all come together and get on the same page. And then their uh, their instruments, their puppets, go out and carry out the orders that they're given. So they have to they have to publish things. They have to tell each other what what's next. What are we doing next? How should you respond to this next? You know, they, whether they call it uh, like the lockstep document, or disease X, even. Disease X, right. They have to get everybody on the same page because it's less of a small group of people, uh, you know, getting in a, in a dark room and, and manipulating everybody else. But it's a almost a, a nation or globe worldwide conspiracy taking place here. Uh, you know, one way to, to be right more often than not is just assume the world is run by insane psychopaths and try to think if I was a, a crazy person trying to make things hellish for everybody what would i do and more often than not that's exactly what's going to happen so again i i think it i think it has to do with just uh reading the reading the uh, white papers reading the internal documents reading the things that these people published for themselves and just didn't expect anybody else to read and of course he'll talk to you about his family and, and the history of, and growing up you know seeing it from the inside to some degree uh, listening in on conversations as his um, parents were having but in the end, I think it's just about thinking for yourself, being a free thinker and just going, I'm not going to take anything I hear at face value. Everything I'm being told, I'm going to question, I'm going to research, I'm going to look into. And once you start doing that, you almost inevitably come to the conclusions that Alex comes to. Did you ever see the movie Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. There's that famous scene where Matt Damon's character, who's this mathematical genius is working for this famous professor of mathematics as part of like a probation program basically Mm -hmm. is the, is the plot of the movie. And you remember that scene where he walks in, he's solved the proof and the professor's like, Oh, that can't be right. Cause he doesn't understand how he solved the proof. And Matt Damon just snaps and goes, you have any idea how easy this is for me? (laughs) He lights the the paper on fire on fire and he says, you figure it out. That's how it feels to me since I've been involved at InfoWars, and, and I'm sure this may be how you feel and Owen feels and Alex feels. After you realize the extent of the propaganda and the corruption and the conglomeration of power and globalism, after you realize what's going on, it is so easy to spot every instance of propaganda, to see right through every single headline. What's astounding to me is how difficult it is everyone else their strategies seem so transparent and stupid and obvious to me what i can't understand is how effective propaganda actually is it works and it's silly and dumb and obvious and cheap why is it that it works it's not just because everybody's stupid because only half the population's stupid everybody else is average or above right you right. know so why does it work on so many people uh it's you know 
it's a good question. It's this question I was struggling with to, uh, today, just the going, how do, you, do people not know what's going on? I mean, how do you get, cause you, you'll get a parent that realizes what their child is being taught in school. The, the story we had today about a Canadian high school sending kids home with just, just literal gay pornography and just like sex toys. It just, Horrible stuff. And for every one parent that gets outraged and speaks up and and goes to the school board meeting, there's at least nine parents that see what's happening and go, gee, that wasn't like that when I was in school. Huh. And that's it. Right. Like, that's all. That's the only reaction they have. So the normalcy bias, I think, has a huge, huge part to do with it. In other words, people's ability to to uh, um, take something new and just. Just that's how it is from now on. Not question how it got there and where it came from or who's doing it, but it's just that's the way it is now, and it's up to me to change my mind to fit with the modern age rather than question it or rebel against it. So I think normalcy bias has a lot to do with it. I also think that we have the issue of having to deal with layer upon layer upon layer of deception. So I was talking to somebody who really hated Trump recently, and you know, they they didn't mention the trials that he's going through as if they were actually evidence of him doing something wrong. But she was happy they were happening. Mm. So to them, you know, if you talk about January 6th, it's not so much about January 6th. You have to go all the way back to 2015 and 16 when, you know, they were spreading lies about Trump supporters being violent at his rallies. So to these people, what's been seated in their mind is, OK, Trump violent, Trump supports violence, Trump is a is a Russian agent that just that gets seeded into their brains. It stays there, and so then every other lie gets built on top of that, and on top of that, and on top of that. So what what we are trying to do in in debunking claims from the mainstream media or showing how something in, in an article is propaganda, it's not enough just to deal with that. You almost have to dig down and go back to the root of the lie, which may have been years ago that people have internalized and truly believe now. So I think that is a is a huge part of. And we know that's a huge part of propaganda because the people that do propaganda can explain to you how it works. And repetition is a huge part of it. And, you know, like Russia collusion is sort of the perfect example because it's been undeniably proven to be false. It is – I mean they've done the investigations, came up with nothing. Everything they tried to push has been proven undeniably to be false and yet – People will still get up on TV and go, well, you know, Russia, you know, Russian collusion that Trump was involved in. And you're just like, wait, what? I, I have to try to disprove this lie from five years ago because you're using it to justify your actions now. This is insane. So it's about the persistence, the repetition uh, and the and the way that even when proven wrong, they just move on, ignore it and just act like the lie is still true. We're coming up on a break here, folks. Afterwards, Alex Jones is going to be hosting the Alex Jones Show, so make sure you stick with us and don't go anywhere. In the meantime, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. I highly recommend Triple Force Plus. It lights me up like a Christmas tree, one of my favorite products. But going there is a 360 win because you get great products and you keep InfoWars on the air. Stick with us for more on the other side. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower priced than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% curcuminoid. 
Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsStore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies. 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. Pregnanolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the Real Red Pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsStore.com, then I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, Infowarsstore. Dot com or triple eight two five three three one three nine. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your temporary host for a little while this morning, joined by 
Harrison Smith, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you, Harrison. As always, Alex Jones will be back in studio and hosting the show any minute. We are just filling in for him while he fights the info war on another front. We've got this breaking story that Letitia James is prepared to seize Trump assets, including New York City buildings. We're going to run the clip here in a minute. New York Attorney General Letitia James told ABC News on Tuesday that she's ready to have the courts physically seize Donald Trump's properties and other assets if he doesn't pay the full $354 million fine recently handed to the former president in a BS civil fraud case. It would be so funny if they seized Mar-a-Lago and sold it and it was proved that it was more <laughs> valuable than Angerrod said in order for him to pay off the settlement. That <laughs> would be very of the, ironic. Of the price. That'd, be, that'd be wild. So let's run this clip and then we'll talk about it. Out of the ABC News exclusive tonight after Donald Trump was fined nearly $355 million in his civil fraud case. Tonight, New York State's Attorney General Letitia James saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. ABC's Aaron Katursky, one-on-one tonight with the Attorney General. Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud. New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name. If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek, uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge to seize his assets. Trump was held liable for exaggerating his wealth and inflating the value of his real estate so banks would give him low-interest loans. Trump insisted the banks liked doing business with him. They said no victim, no one got harmed, the banks got paid back, so no harm, no foul. Why is that not the case in your view? So financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud, and it wasn't just a simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering. Trump said the penalty against him would drive other businesses out of New York. We'll appeal, we'll be successful, I think, because frankly, if we're not successful, New York State is gone. But the state's attorney general told us she's not worried. And last I checked, tourism is up. And Wall Street is doing just fine. Okay, that's enough of this clip. Even with an Can you imagine appeal? Letitia James sitting in Trump Tower eating a, a taco salad, just saying, "I, I love the Hispanics." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what she wants. I mean, we we played two compilations today on American Journal of Letitia James before and when she first became Attorney General in New York. Mm-hmm. Her entire purpose of getting the office was to go after Trump, and she was not shy about it. It's another one of these things you go. How transparently corrupt can they be before somebody with good conscience or, or honor or just something says this is not right? I mean, she's up there giving campaign speech after campaign campaign speech. At one point, she literally says, "When I'm attorney general, I'll go I'll go to work in the office, I'll sue Trump, and then I'll go home." Like she's like, "That's all I'm going to care about. That's all I'm going to do. We will get him. We have to destroy him. I will target him." So it's not like speculation that like, oh, this is some corrupt persecution. She announced it's a corrupt persecution. She said it, you know, she didn't come out and say, I'm going to fight fraud. Oh, look, it looks like Trump committed fraud. She said, I'm going to go after Trump. I'm going to investigate him. I'm going to look at his uh, financial records. I mean, every aspect of this case is so flagrantly in violation of not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law. It's, it's outraging, but you can, you can almost see in watching a well-produced ABC News segment, how people can fall for this, 
how when they present it and you have some misplaced trust in the American system, it you come away with the conclusion that like he had a trial, a fair you know, must have been a fair trial. This is America after all, and you know, he was committing fraud, so he has to pay for it. I mean, the way it's packaged, the way it's it's presented to the American people is so utterly fraudulent in and of itself. Uh, but it's well done. They have this this almost a, just a tone that they have as if all of this is business as usual. And here's the facts, ma'am. When in reality, every single aspect of this has been arbitrary, capricious, vindictive, and just utterly fraudulent in, in legal terms, in, in my opinion. So Letitia would love to sit in uh, in Trump Tower, I'm sure. You know, we're getting real, real strong late R- Roman Republic vibes when you mm-hmm. had prescriptions where mm-hmm. the richer you were, the more likely you were to be put to death and have your uh, goods confiscated. But, you know, the fact she says Wall Street's doing great and Wall Street in and of itself is just a hive of corruption and fraud it, it just it well, and gives well, a lot when there's of massive thing. inflation, the stock market typically goes up. Just right. because the stock market is going up doesn't actually mean that the American people are doing any better. It's only doing good for people who have money to put into the stock market, but everybody's living paycheck to paycheck. Credit card debt is astronomically high relative to years past. Bankruptcies are up 20% year over year. So yeah, if you're Bezos, things are looking good because the banks get all this money from the Federal Reserve. They have nowhere else to put it. So it winds up in these Fortune 500 stocks. Then the stock market blows up and the politicians say, oh, the economy's doing great, but nobody's invested. I'm not invested in the stock market. I have been in the past. I had money in the market when Trump was president because I was making money and I could afford to prepare for Retirement, but I'm an example of somebody that had to pull from savings in order to make ends meet during some of the rougher years of this Biden administration. So they just constantly lie over and over again. And what baffles me is how they can lie over and over again and get away with it. Then their opponents actually don't do anything wrong at all, but they're incriminated for it. I mean, how is it that the propaganda machine is so powerful, so successful, people are so vulnerable to it, that they've actually successfully married the brands of Vladimir Putin to Donald Trump? So in the in the minds of the left, they're the same exact person. Uh, propaganda is extremely effective, especially when it happens on a uh, on a front like the American media landscape that all says the same thing at the same time in the same way. It gives people the impression of truth when in reality it's a coordinated lie. It's uh, it's hard to understand. It honestly is very hard to understand. We, we saw Fannie Willis just being an embarrassing, condescending mess. And yet you go on lefty Twitter and they're like celebrating and they're like. Hell yeah, you go, girl. And it's like, this woman is provably committed crimes. Letitia James, provably, knowingly corrupt. They know this. Admitting on the stand to having committed campaign finance fraud. I mean, it's beyond proof. They have the text messages, the receipts. I mean, everything about it, they don't care. And that's that's really the disturbing part is that Americans don't care. They either – it's either they know what's going on and they don't care because Trump Hitler – so, you know, Trump is Hitler, so – you know, whatever, who cares? We have to bend a, a judicial proceeding. We're stopping Hitler. So they either know what's going on and they're in favor of it or they're ignorant to it. Or like like the, the clip I know Alex played yesterday of Kevin O'Leary talking about this, where they see what happened to Trump. And, you know, this just goes into the clip we just saw where he says New York is dead. It's people saying, I'm pulling my investments out. I can't trust New York anymore if they're going to treat Trump like this. But it's like, it's not about investments. It's not about 
you know, where to put your money. It's about the undermining and absolute total destruction of the basic virtues and principles that make our country functional. So it's, it's more than just about where do we invest money? It's about you need to stand up to this, to stop this, to, to not let this set a precedent, mm-hmm. not for the future of, of businesses and fraud and whatever. Fraudulent people should be, you know, people who commit fraud should be taken to court and, and punished. They aren't. Only Trump is. But it's about the establishment of a system in which any proceeding can be corrupted. Any judicial overreach can be justified by people who want to crush dissent by all means necessary. That's the real danger. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of annoys me a little bit to hear these billionaires and millionaires are suddenly very concerned about what happened to Trump because it affects, it may affect mm-hmm. their bottom line. We need these people. Like if these people were paying attention or cared, they would recognize what's happening to Trump has nothing to do with the money he's being charged. It has to do with the corruption of a system hell bent on destroying any semblance of dissent in the population. This is the end of the republic if they're allowed to get away with this. But the the billionaires on Wall Street only care about whether or not they'll be charged next. And, sure. And that's it's like, annoying. where were you six years ago when they were lying about Russian collusion hoaxes and things like that? that ha- These are the manifestations of those actions. You're mad about business. That Where were you when the whole system was very obviously corrupt just years ago? And you were happily sort of sitting on the stand at Shark Tank and being Mr. Wonderful. I'm totally with you. So we're coming up on a break here. Alex Jones is going to be hosting any minute now. We are filling in for Alex as he fights the info war on another front. In the meantime, I do want to take this opportunity to talk to you a little bit about Turbo Force Plus. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com to be the reason that we are still on the air. I like all the products at InfoWars. Some of them are more relevant to me than others. One of my favorite things about Turbo Force Plus, similar to Brain Force Plus or Brain Force Ultra, is that these are an example of supplements that you can take and literally feel your state of mind change within 20 minutes or so. You don't have to take it for two weeks before it kicks in. You don't have to establish it in your body. This is a way to improve your life literally in minutes. Order now at InfoWarsStore.com. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. If you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I'll cut down to one. Uh, it's, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before. 
that you got back. So well, I'm glad you, you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? No, it, it was top notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little buildup from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. I don't know who wants to come to a city like Austin, be told to go out there, swear an oath to protect and defend this community, protect the people and the lives of this community, protect the property of this community, to be told, you know what, we're going to indict you and potentially put you away for the rest of your life in prison. The allegations being made against me by Jose Garza is uh, aggravated assault um, with a deadly weapon by a public servant, uh, first degree felony, which carries a life, uh, potential life sentence. So we were responding to a riot. You know, people throwing Molotov cocktails at us, bottles full of urine, bottles full of gasoline, and they're engaging in in criminal activity by obstructing the passage road that goes to the main hospital. This is the largest, you know, case of batch of pushed indictments of officers, first time ever in American history. This has nothing to do with justice, has nothing to do with the wrongdoing. This is simply about politics and a political agenda that has taken place with its radical uh, liberal uh, district attorneys. People are really waking up now. Because George Soros is a CIA operative, that's what he is, he's the front man for it, didn't just take over several thousand cities and counties where they have the judges and they have the district attorneys, the county attorneys in their pockets, now many of the police chiefs. They have these junkets that are on record where they pay for the hotels and, and airline tickets to the Caribbean and to the Mediterranean and to Europe and to Canada. We're talking five-star hotels. And they go to these week-long conferences that are put on by George Soros' organization and sub-organizations. And they teach them how to engage in criminal activity. So they're organized crime racketeering mafia meetings of the lawyers. They, they've got the lawyers. They've got the judges. They've got the PR firms. So they give them a packet. They say, we're, 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 this is how it works for lawyers. They say, we're going to sue Alex Jones. We're going to sue Trump. And they, this has come out from whistleblowers. And then, then they're given a packet. This is what you say. This is what you file. This is how you do it. And the judge is going to default Trump. They're going to default Giuliani. They're going to default Jones and say that you don't get a trial. The judge will then find you guilty. And then we'll have a show trial because the public still expects one on, quote, damages. Now, when that worked on me and a bunch of other people in the last five years, they've now said, screw that. We're just going to have judges say you don't get a jury trial and then say you're guilty on day one of the trial and then have a, their own trial where you don't get closing statements, you don't get to put forward your evidence, you don't get to say you're innocent. We begin our report with truth and consequences in two New York courtrooms this week. The trials begin for Donald Trump and FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried, both of whom face charges. They committed fraud, building empires out of hyperbole and deceit. The banks got back their money. Again, there was never a default. It was never a problem. Everything was perfect. There was no crime. The crime is against me. 
Federal prosecutors have dropped the charge against ex-FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried that he violated campaign finance rules, according to the New York Times. Journalist Glenn Greenwald tweeted, Congrats to Sam Bankman-Fried, the Democratic Party's second largest donor behind George Soros, on having his campaign finance fraud charges dropped by the Biden DOJ. So they've put their people in place. You have to understand that. And so it's basically the CIA, but they do it through think tanks. So the baseline is a bunch of cowards that will follow orders. But now you're seeing the thoroughbreds of trash, the Fannie Willis's and the Lewis Kaplan's and all, all, all the rest of them, the prosecutors, the judges, who think you're so stupid that Trump doesn't even get a jury on a case with $400 million. Again, almost all these billionaires don't have a $100 million in their own. They're just moving forward against him. People still thought we were in a free country, but, but, but I think now the veil is lifting. People are waking up to the fact that this is, it's socially society destructing. This is going to destroy your economy. It's going to destroy your state. You want to chase away the people who are actually generating revenue, paying the taxes to keep your social systems in order. When they leave, when they get chased out, when the government usurps that and squanders it because government can't do crap the way private enterprise can, you're all going to suffer. And as Trump has said a hundred times, and I'll say it again, they're not trying to get me or Trump. They're trying to get through us to get to you. And I look at you and I say, do you understand that they're cutting off our energy, they're cutting off our fertilizer, they're imploding our borders, they're destroying our currency. They're bringing this country down. I realize I'm going down on the Titanic with all of you. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. There's people that are boys. And I don't know what that is. Gender might be a little bit of both or might even be neither. Some public schools and libraries invite drag queens. Some dress like torn demons uh. to read to young children. Parents' rights are limited, and children's rights are put ahead. So the child has the right to be protected from the parents okay. when the parents behave badly. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, that child molester just messed with the wrong preschooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what makes you think he's a child molester? Oh, he's a child molester, believe me. Every child molester I've ever met Looks just like that. And make gay little babies for the whole human race. Make a world we can live in where the one who you love's not an issue. 
convert your children. What? Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. Warn about San Francisco. Make him wear pleated pants. We don't care. And then you have talk show stars like Joe Rogan who just wing it, who make it up as they go along. And because figures like Rogan are trusted by people that don't trust real newsrooms, we have a tension, a problem that's much bigger than Spotify, much bigger than any single platform, Kate. But that's what's at the heart of this. Damn it. Everything on TV sucks. It's Alex Jones. Hello? You piece of shit. You uh, fuck uh, damn fucker. Listen, kid. You uh, fuck lost the line. Get that through your damn head. Stop pushing your shit. A few minutes later. We're gonna beat your ass! You just get that through your stinking traitorous heads! <laughs> but I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum! You think I'm a coward like you? Uh, I... Uh... Three days later. Whoa! I just got invited to give the commencement address at Harvard this year. That's amazing! I'm gay. There. Let's go get that. All right. So you get to wear the hat and everything? Yeah, you better. <laughs> Don't worry. Hello? but I'm pretty much always in the middle of whatever stories are going on. And the reason I wasn't here a couple days last week and the first hour today is that I'm in intense legal meetings with all of the bankruptcy of free speech systems and my personal bankruptcy all coming to a head here and decide the future 
of this operation. And, and we got Letitia James announcing uh, that she's going to go ahead and just seize all of Trump's assets before the appeal and sell it all off. Uh, they've put a former Bill Clinton operative uh, in as the receiver uh, to oversee all this and run uh, the Trump companies. Imagine how that feels. Well, that's basically uh, the boat we're in. But every day more people wake up, every day it becomes more obvious. Every day we stay on air is a victory against these people who are having to just throw all caution in the wind, all checks and balances in the wind to do this. And to, to, to say the kangaroo court rulings with no juries and things like that in New York have woken people up is an understatement. It's really woken people up. I played that uh, clip yesterday. I'm going to play it again, actually, after we talk to Robert here a little bit, because I want to get his take on it, uh, with uh, Kevin O'Leary. In fact, get it ready now, because Barnes is with us for the rest of the hour. I'm going to skip the breaks. Most of the breaks coming up, so we'll have plenty of time to talk to Barnes. But O'Leary came out, play the three-and-a-half Fox, not the five-and-a-half CNN one, and he just nailed it. He said, listen, this isn't about Trump. This is about all checks and balances gone, a weaponized Democratic Party using the legal system to conquer everything. And look, they've graduated more lawyers the last 30 years than were in the history of the United States. Look it up. I like Biden's made produce more money the last three years in the whole history of the United States. I'm not saying all lawyers are bad. You kind of need to fight fire with fire, but there's very few good lawyers and they're just a bunch of crooks. And they're mainly Democrats. And they know exactly what they're doing. So they're at war with us through the jurisdictions and systems they've created or they've hijacked. And it's incredible. So I wanted to get Barnes expert take on the election coming up in nine months and all the incredible persecution and the Letitia James fiasco and the E. Jean Carroll debacle uh, and, 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 and now the, the real estate you know case with Trump, no, no jury. I mean, let that sink in. Since when are there no juries, at least in my kangaroo cases that Barnes did a great job covering and also worked on some, they at least had a jury decide how guilty I was. They at least they had a show trial. I was already guilty, already decided a judge said so, but they at least still trotted a jury out. They're not doing that now. So here's O'Leary, and we'll go right to Robert Mars. This award, um, I mean, just leaving the whole Trump thing out of it and, and seeing what occurred here, and, and I'm, I'm no different than any other investor. I'm shocked at this. I, I can't even understand or fathom uh, the the decision at all. It, there's no rationale for it. And so let me give you a real-time uh, experience I'm having regarding this, and I'm not the only one. It doesn't matter what the governor says. New York was already a loser state. Like California is a loser state. There are many loser states because of policy, high taxes, uncompetitive regulation. It was already on the top of the list of being a loser state. I would never invest in New York now. And I'm not the only person saying that. And here's a real-time situation. In development in real estate right now, the hottest asset class is very high-end data centers. They cost anywhere from two and a half to three and a half billion each. They're very expensive. They require low power. You need permits. But most of the major institutions in the world need more data centers, and that's why developers like me are doing this. Now, you need power. So New York York has Niagara Falls. Normally, you'd consider that to put in one of these facilities, create 400 jobs, five more jobs for each of one of those for auxiliary services. I can't go to New York. So I'm going to Oklahoma, North Dakota, West Virginia. 
Governor Stitt, Kevin Stitt, my staff have met with him. Governor Bergen, the same thing. Governor Justice. Those are winner states. They don't do things like this. I have to syndicate that debt and all that equity. We're talking billions of dollars. Do you think any foreign institution or any private equity firm or any pension fund would touch New York? No. And that's why New Yorkers should be concerned. The fine people of New York should ask themselves, why are we such a loser state? How are we going to attract business? It's not just the existing businesses that are fleeing out to Texas and Florida. What about new money like this that I'm talking about, like a $4 billion data center? Not a chance I would put that in New York. Zero probability. Never. And so they've got a lot of work to do to find themselves getting out of this situation. This has all occurred post-pandemic. Winner states versus loser states. Look at Tennessee right now, fastest growing city in America, Nashville. Winner state, good policy, competitive taxes. You've got to start thinking about this in the context of winners and losers. New York, mega loser state. So, Kevin, what did you think of Governor Hochul saying this is like a unique one and done because Donald Trump went too far and was so nefarious? Uh, you guys, if you're just doing what you should be doing, you have nothing to worry about. But they're very worried about it. Yeah, we're very worried. Every investor is worried because where is the victim who lost money? This is some arbitrary decision a judge made. This policy and what this says, what does this say about the bar, the legal bar? in New York. Aren't they going to question this judge? What is this? $355 million and there's dollars as a, as a penalty and there's plus interest at 9% and there's no victim? I mean, I'm sorry, her, her words fall on deaf ears to everybody. There's nothing she can say to justify this decision. And this has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing to do with Trump. Forget about Trump. This is not a Trump situation. This is a New York problem now. The whole world is looking at this saying, what are you doing to yourselves? Well put, Kevin. Always All right, constitutional lawyer, patriot, good friend of mine, Robert Barnes, joins us now. This really is escape from New York. The truckers are going to shut it down. Businesses by the thousands are, are leaving a year now. Thousands are saying they're going to leave on top of it. And they're so arrogant, they just move forward. I've got all these news articles. Democrat Congress, men and women, people saying, screw you. Don't, you know, don't come here uh, if you're pro-Trump. Their cities are already destroyed, but they just keep doubling down, doubling down, Robert Barnes. How long has the legal system been this corrupt? And am I wrong to say that as soon as Trump got elected now seven years ago, that the establishment went totally crazy and said, okay, the left controls most of the courts and most of the judiciary and most lawyers are Democrats. So we're just going to go full Soros model. We know he has seminars training people how to do this to weaponize it and militarize it. And now they've done it, but it's, Totally blowing up in their face. When I was being given show trials, there was some concern. People were starting to wake up, but now it's epidemic for people waking up. I mean, I go out on the street, and again, I'm famous. The average listener's not. That's great. You're private people. You have your anonymity. So a lot of negatives come with being well-known. But the good thing that comes with being well-known is I'm a gauge on how much hate I'm getting. 99.9%. I mean, I probably shook. Let's not exaggerate. 5,000 hands the last year. Had one person come up and yell at me. In the last two years, maybe three. I was getting yelled at every day five years ago. 
I would shake 20 hands before that, but I was getting a lot of hate. Barnes, it, it, it seems that this issue, I mean, look at the black vote now doubling or more for Trump, and they say because they know he's being persecuted. I think the power structure, I don't, I don't think I know they really a bit off more than they could chew. Give me your view on that and break down all these insane cases. Yeah, and what we're seeing with the template was you, uh, just as it was with the social media censorship. That, you know, what happened to you with social media censorship then went to Trump. And then the whole world woke up to how dangerous it was. The same thing we talked about in your legal cases, the political overt partisan weaponization of our legal process to create Stasi-style, Soviet-style, Castro-style show trials from which the words originate in America. And in Trump, and what they did is they got away with it uh, towards you, so they thought, well, we can just do it to Trump now. And as you note, the problem with that is uh, that the whole world then is put on blast. The whole world then has to recognize it, has to watch it, has to see it, observe it, understand it for what it is. And that's what's taking place here. I mean, the all of these trials, as I've been saying, it was true of your cases, is true of Trump cases. The American justice system is on trial here. And the American people's verdict is that the justice system is failing. Not that Trump did anything wrong. It's that our justice system is delivering partisan preordained results that are counter basic common sense. I mean, here, I mean, for example, I mean, here you have, you have a total nutcase in E. Jean Carroll. Everybody knows she's a nutcase. And the judge lets keep, uh, keeps letting her sue over and over and over again. And you have a federal judge lying to the world saying that Trump was found guilty of something that the jury, even a liberal Democratic New York jury, said he was not guilty of. And so the and now you have a case where there's no damages at all, no harm at all. The, the, uh, everybody involved in the transaction say they would do it again tomorrow if they could. Uh, in the case of these very sophisticated banks, that what Trump did was normal, usual and customary. And yet you have a judge saying he wants to basically bankrupt Trump. And the attorney general who wants to, while doesn't even want to wait for the appeal to be resolved before stealing as much of Trump's property as she possibly can. Someone who got elected to the attorney general's position, running on the Berea campaign slogan of show me the man, I'll find you the crime, saying I will go after Trump. That she didn't go after. I mean, in New York, you're telling me there's nobody on Wall Street that's actually corrupt in New York. There's no big banks that are actually corrupt in New York. Just like the Obama administration, you know, they went after people that were low level people and they let all the big banksters off here. They target Trump, who's got to be the most innocent guy in the history of a, of New York real estate construction. They put him under macroscopic, microscopic investigation. And all they can come up with is a nut job to make false claims against him and a nut job judge who's had a history of unethical and unprofessional behavior with a lunatic clerk who has unprofessional uh, political partisan behavior, writing a decision that admits that there was no harm caused to anybody in the transaction, but he's going to steal half a billion dollars from President Trump because he's Donald Trump. Now, what this is, as President Trump uh, truthed out yesterday, is a Eighth Amendment violation. This is an excessive fine under the Eighth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, and that has two important aspects. One is it's grounds to invalidate this from ever happening to anyone else again, that you cannot find someone where there has been no harm to any identifiable victim. And then second, it gives the Supreme Court of the United States 
the ability to get involved in this case because the New York courts have proven themselves untrustworthy and unreliable, even at the appellate level. And the only question is, are they willing to not only sacrifice the credibility and integrity of the American legal system, are they also willing to sacrifice America's desirability as a place to invest? Not only these individual states within the country, in terms of New York, Delaware, Illinois, California, all of whom have issued insane verdicts, Delaware against Elon Musk, California in multiple contexts, Illinois in multiple contexts, uh, you shouldn't invest in these states, you shouldn't be in these states if you can get out. But if you're a foreign investor, why invest in the United States at all? You have a Biden administration that's weaponizing the entire legal apparatus. This is we're going to see a backlash like we saw with the Russian sanctions. The sanctions on Russia led to a bunch of foreign investors deciding America is no longer a safe place to do business. And what happens when they look at what's happening to Trump and decide even more people say we don't want to do business in America? And by the way, Barnes, you're not just saying that for people that don't know the history. Saudi Arabia is decoupled from the U.S. India is. This is devastating. The blue cities are already devastated, and there's already a flight out of these cities. And 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 now, I mean, no one invests in Venezuela because you know the government will grab your stuff, folks, for no reason. This, I I, I mean, I want to think there's a method to their madness. You know, they have build back better, collapse things, taken over, but they're collapsing their own power bases. You've been in these courts. You know these people. You've been around the country. These judges, these whack jobs, these Fannie Willis's, all of them obviously insanely corrupt. You scratch the surface. Everything they say about Trump is what they're doing. Do they have any conscious understanding, second, third, fourth order, what they're doing? Are they only thinking one-dimensionally? It's what we've been talking about, that we're in one of the most perilous times in American history, in world history, because these people are not only have their moral compasses broken – They are intellectually incompetent. They are like late generation, late stage colonial empires. And that, you know, that second and third wave of colonial administrators are not only morally corrupt, morally bankrupt, but intellectually daft. You know, when Hillary Clinton is the kind of people you're putting up, you're not putting, you're not bringing their best. And so the the problem is that's when we're at the most risk. That's when the world is at the most dangerous stage. Because that's what the kind of leadership we had that led to World War One, where the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Russian Empire, Ottoman Empire, all disappeared within a decade. Uh, you know, they they clearly weren't intending for their empires to fall apart, but that's what happens when you have so much intellectual incest that in inbreeding that you produce an incompetent and corrupt class, as Tucker's talking about, because our ruling class. You know, Tucker said, I don't have a problem with the ruling class. I have a problem with this ruling class. This ruling class is incapable and incompetent and dangerous to themselves and others. And that's what they're proving. I mean, they should have realized that they couldn't just replicate and repeat what they did to you, to Donald Trump, and get away with it when the whole world was watching uh, with that, when these cases happened. And that's what I was saying earlier. I, I, I'm just a- – but, but people apologize to me at the – I mean – a restaurant, a gas station, sometimes multiple times. Oh my God, you're, you got screwed like Trump. We didn't understand it. I get all these emails, all these calls. I mean, this has really resonated with people, this persecution of Trump. And now they've got more cases that are going to start unfolding and it's backfiring. And, and even the Wall Street Journal, New York Times are admitting, okay, this didn't work out. This, I mean, even Axelrod a month ago on national news said this backfired. Oh, completely. And then you look at the utter embarrassment and disgrace 
when they put these judges and prosecutors under any degree of scrutiny. So what you're seeing with Fannie Willis, this is someone who went, here you have the lead prosecutor, the lead law enforcement lawyer in Fulton County in Georgia, one of the biggest counties in Georgia, gets on the stand and commits open, overt, blatant perjury. Perjury is proven by her own best friend's sworn testimony under oath. Perjury is proven by the former law partner of her uh, illicit lover, in which she not only engaged in unethical and unprofessional uh, conduct, also engaged in campaign finance fraud and money laundering, but she committed perjury to try to cover up for it, and everybody knows it. Sat there and said her relationship with him didn't start until 2022, and everybody knew it started back in 2019. Making up stories about how she was reimbursing in cash, everybody knows that's false. They're claiming that she got it from campaign funds and then later trying to claim it was her funds, contradicting her own sworn testimony. This is the person prosecuting President Trump and a bunch of good, honest, honorable people in the state of Georgia, like David Schaefer and others, uh, for completely a made-up case in which... And remember, in Georgia, the reason why there was any case brought at all is because Fulton County courts corruptly failed to hear Trump's election contest in a timely manner. Trump brought an election contest under Georgia state law. I was part of that process. And the courts were required to hear it within 10 days, and they never heard it at all. And it was only because of the court's corruption, the court's failure, the court's incompetence, that any issue even occurred on January 6th. And so it's the Fulton County Courthouse that's now on trial as to whether or not it will permit perjurous, uh, lying criminal prosecutors from continuing to prosecute President Trump for made-up crime allegations. And you said that a few years ago it was going to happen, and it did. We'll be right back with Robert Barnes. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% curcuminoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarstore.com. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Bodies Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com.
29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the new world order. It's Alex Jones. From the InfoWars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Du, du hast, du hast mich. Du, du hast, du hast mich. All right, constitutional lawyer, really smart historian, good friend of mine, Robert Barnes, is riding shotgun with us on this live February 21st, 2024. Wednesday transmission. Let's uh, pull back now. Look at the big view with Russia routing the Ukraine, pushing them out of the cities. Uh, now even the New York Times admits t- total collapse. Uh, Biden's cognitive uh, abilities are just degrading at a massively uh, sped up rate. We have more of the show trials getting ready to start against Trump. We, we have the timetables there. We have Trump continuing to surge. It's backfiring. Uh, we have uh, all the economic issues that are bubbling around and and going on. How do you see this playing out with nine months out to the election? Just big picture and then drill in different areas of it. And then the war on the press we're seeing uh, that really the biggest bellwether isn't even Alex Jones or Donald Trump because we've had our free speech massively attacked by Julian Assange. No doubt. I mean, in the UK, they uh, held his hearings before the high court as to whether or not they're going to allow uh, Julian Assange to be extradited to the United States. The uh, Australia has requested that he be released. 
leading press organizations and free speech or individuals across the country have called for it. Uh, Robert Kennedy has said that if he's elected president, the first two, first thing he will do is to pardon Julian Assange and Edward Snowden. The, uh, I think it would be useful for Trump to speak out on Julian Assange's behalf. His, uh, corrupt secretary of state and former CIA director, the testimony came out today, uh, in the UK courts that Pompeo was conspiring, just like Hillary Clinton was, to assassinate Julian Assange, and thus he shouldn't be extradited to the United States. But it's also coming out that some of the key members of the courts making these decisions in the UK, we're going to see a common theme here with what's happening with Trump in the United States, is that some of these courts are corrupted. Some of them are connected to MI6. Some of them are connected to the very intelligence agencies that were neck deep in the illicit activities towards Julian Assange, but also, as has been confirmed by Michael Schellenberger now and others, was behind Spygate all along, the Five Eyes spies operation that we were talking about from the very beginning, back in February of 2017, talking about how they were using the Five Eyes to launder illicit surveillance on President Trump, his campaign, his supporters, and then while he was president of the United States. This goes to a deep state that is out of control. The deep state is now weaponizing, as Mike Benz talked about with Tucker Carlson, the deep state is weaponizing everything to manipulate election outcomes, and now they're resorting to manipulating the courts themselves. The courts have become complicit and culpable in this level of manipulation. And while all of this is going on in terms of President Trump, in terms of Julian Assange, in terms of political freedom in America, uh, we have the case like Amos Miller in Pennsylvania, that next Friday I'm going to be uh, in a hearing in Lancaster County where they are trying to completely shut down this Amish farmer to issue an injunction that would prohibit him from, get this, from feeding his own pigs, his own food from his own farm, not just prohibiting him from distributing food to his own members, uh, to, from being able to give it to those people who need it, but from feeding his own family, from feeding his own pigs. They're saying that they get to decide everything. Uh, so while Bill Gates is busy buying up farmland, they're trying to drive out the Amish farmers who make it in the traditional organic way that has us a lot healthier than what the big corporate agriculture-controlled big ag system is today. So we are p uh, facing unique threats. They're trying to rig the 2024 election, but they're trying to rig it through the court process this time. They're trying to control our food supply, control our political surveillance, control what we can say in social media. They're trying to bankrupt every dissident through lawfare. They're trying to bankrupt every political opponent like President Trump through lawfare. And they're trying to lock him up. I mean, they keep talking about Navalny, who is just a mid-level grifter who uh, didn't even write, go to the level of Lyndon LaRouche in Russian popularity, when right here in America is where the real political prisoners are, and, and the January 6th defendants, many of whom are still locked up today, three years later, without even a trial being held on drummed-up charges based on evidence we increasingly realize was fake or planted from the get-go. We're seeing that in the pipe bomb evidence that Congressman Massey has put out, we're seeing it in the other evidence from the video footage they've been hiding from year, for years from these criminal defendants. So President Trump said the other day, we have political prisoners right now, and he is the number one political prisoner. They want to lock him up with the bogus D.C. case. They want to lock him up with the bogus Georgia case. They want to lock him up with the bogus New York case. Another New York case going to go to trial in March. Based on what? Based on Trump being defrauded by an entrapment scheme 
of Stormy Daniels and her corrupt, imprisoned lawyer, Michael Avenatti. I mean, how in the world is that criminal case going forward? And then on top of that, still has the Florida case where Jack Smith is trying to hide evidence that incriminates his indictment. And what's the Biden Justice Department doing? They're busy indicting their own informants who, because those informants ratted out Joe Biden by claiming that it's another Russia gate, uh, another Russian conspiracy, that any allegation against Joe Biden must just be from Russia, that, you know, the 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 Russian nukes in space and then Navalny wasn't working to get that 68 billion to the deep state money laundering machine known as Zelensky uh, in Ukraine. And so now they're resorting to even more desperate measures and desperate attempts. And that's the great risk that we face is we have an incompetent deep state, the kind of deep state that led to the abolition of multiple empires in World War One, the kind of deep state that bred the conditions that led to the rise of both fascism and communism in Europe in World War Two, a deep state that is so corrosively corrupt, so incestuously inept that it endangers the freedom and liberty of all of us. And still, if you look at the different judges and Fannie Willis, they look on like like supervillains. They're so crazed and smiling and laughing. They they're, they're incredibly stupid, but they're also incredibly arrogant. Dead reckoning. How how do you see this playing out? Knowing that they don't realize they're losing hearts and minds. They don't seem to care, and they're just rolling forward. Everything they do turns to crap. Well, remember. So the think about it this way. It's like that nut job lawyer uh, that uh, that that we had to deal with uh, in some of your cases. Uh, and imagine a nut job like that uh, getting to run the world, uh, getting in, being in control at the State Department, being in control at the CIA, being in control of the World Economic Forum, being in control of, ju- of judge judicial positions, prosecutorial positions. I mean, that's also extraordinary about the Fannie Willis hearings. You got to see just how not only corrupt these people are. But how incompetent they are and how their arrogance far exceeds, as you point out, their intelligence. The problem for the rest of us is that's when the world is most at risk. So the the key is the public resistance. They were banking on the belief that their show trials would show well, that Americans would believe in the outcome and that they would believe in the credibility and integrity of the institutions that produce that outcome. And instead, all it's done is it's exposed how these institutions have been weaponized in ways that are directly contrary to the intent of these institutions and to any credibility or integrity they could ever have or lend to any case. This was similar to what happened in your cases. I mean, if they would have just prosecuted, if they had confidence that their case was legit, then they would have had an honest case with a trial on the merits in front of an honest jury. They were terrified of that because they knew the facts didn't hold up well. And that's what's happening in all these other cases. As people see the E. Jean Carrolls of the world, they say this is ludicrous. As as Kevin O'Leary and others have said, they look at the New York judgment and they're like, how in the world can you be fined nearly half a billion dollars, including interest, when there's no victims of any kind for doing ordinary, everyday, customary business practices? I mean, one of the ironies is this. President Trump is likely going to post bond he doesn't have to post bond to appeal. He only has to post bond to prevent them from collecting judgment while his appeal is pending. But you know what he can use to post bond? He can post, uh, he can use Mar-a-Lago because an independent surety will come in and say that's worth close to half a billion dollars. So even though the judge pretended it was only worth 18 million, an independent surety is likely to get him bail, a bond pending appeal 
because the real market value of that property is closer to half a billion than 18 million. So, uh, but our, our legal system is up against it. If, if, if the Supreme Court of the United States does not step in in these cases and immunity in other cases, then uh, we are at great peril. Our American constitutional liberties are at great danger. The election is a great risk of being undermined and interfered with again and manipulated again. And so it's going to be And Robert, that's my next question, and you already let us there. Look, I'd say on a scale of one to a hundred, Clarence Thomas corruption wise is about a two. The Democrats are about, you know, 150. I mean, oh, flew a few times with rich friends on vacations. Uh, had a 20 year loan on a coach that he paid off. I mean, this is, them saying things, in my view, that aren't corrupt or corrupt, but according to the very strict rules of the Supreme Court, even if it follows some of the allowances, you could say maybe it's on the line. But we know the Democrats are totally protected. The media is not going to cover them. The Justice Department's not going to do anything. But all this intimidation on Clarence Thomas, I don't think it's for him, all these attacks. I think it's to scare the other so-called conservative members to get them in line. So everything really is hanging on the Supreme Court uh, and, and, and the Democrats seem pretty confident and, and, um, full of chutzpah that they, they've got an ace in the hole. I'm really concerned about blackmail against the Supreme Court. Uh, no doubt. I mean, the Supreme Court hopefully will at least step in and say they can't take Trump off the ballot. That would be first key step number one to protect our constitutional governance and unfair and open election. But the second is they need to take the immunity case. They need to say that the president has immunity, that impeachment is a bar to prosecution under double jeopardy principles unless you are convicted for what you are impeached for. That must be a precondition for presidential indictment. Otherwise, a president can be extorted by any prosecutor anywhere in the world. I mean, the, because what could happen is they could say, if you don't give us what we, we want as a, as a president, then we'll prosecute you. We'll indict you. And, and we know we that from third world countries where the presidents don't have their own separation of powers, immediately the bureaucracy becomes the boss of a captured president or prime minister. So, so, so pulling back from that, what, what are you expecting to see them to do with lawfare since they've only doubled down? I guess it, it, they're just going to double down again because it's the only power they have. Yeah, it's the only thing they recognize. They don't recognize limits. They don't recognize restraint. I mean, they're very much like the people who conducted those show trials in the Stasi for the Soviets, for the, for, Castro's Cuba, uh, that, that they don't understand the blowback that they're going to continue to receive. They can see it in the public opinion polls that they're being unsuccessful there, uh, but they don't understand how much they're endangering their own institutions. And I think the only thing that could get the Supreme Court to step in is to save the courts from themselves. That right now the problem is America's legal system is looking. I mean, I, I'm getting emails and messages from people around the world Shocked by the New York case, the latest New York case, saying this is what the because what most people don't know is foreign investors invest in America because of our legal system. They believe it's the most impartial, the most predictable, the most rational. And they're looking at what's happening to Trump. Well, that's right. In China or even Singapore or anywhere, the government can just come take your stuff. You've got Hochul, the New York governor, saying, oh, don't worry. This is only selective against Trump, which made people even more scared. They go, oh, you admit it's purely political. For people that don't know, we have massive inflation going on. The Federal Reserve was founded in 1913. It's it's accelerated and and basically amplified to the 10th power in the last three years. And so – that's why Trump can buy Marlago. I forget for like 10 million, 20 million, whatever. I, uh, guys, look at what Trump bought Marlago for, you know, back in the late eighties or whatever. 
Well, of course now it's worth a half a million because of inflation. Hell, I bought a house for a million bucks and, you know, sold it for five times that and used it to fund InfoWars. But the point is that was only like four years. It went up like, I mean, inflation is out of control. So for the judge to go without a real estate license or anything in another state, oh, look, I say it's worth 18 million because that's what it was valued at 30 years ago is preposterous in anybody in real estate down to a, a, a single family that owns a half million dollar house in the Midwest. They know that that's a load of crap. They know that, that wait, there's no, as you said, no victim. The banks came and testified. No, he won his business. He's one of our best clients. I mean, of course you value when you're building something that's going to be really valuable. So you get the money to build it, and then you hope that pans out. And with Trump, it always panned out. He's just doing standard, clean real estate developer operations. And then now everybody in the real estate business, as you said, worldwide sees that and says, is America closed for business? Oh, exactly. I mean, you in Mar-a-Lago, I mean, he Trump was smart. He bought up the ocean rights so that he forced Mar-a-Lago to sell to him because he controlled the ocean rights. But basically, he remade that entire property, and he did so in one of the hottest real estate markets in the entire world. And so we know the value of Mar-a-Lago because we know neighboring properties that are half the size with half the water rights are, are right now on the market for $125 million. No, 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 no. So, a, 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 a two-acre lot, I was like, I think sold for 40 or $50 million just a month ago. Correct, exactly. And so you're looking at his premium property – that he has added a premium brand to, you combine the two and you, and the real estate market in that Palm Beach region, at least a quarter of a billion dollars is what it would sell for. At least a quarter of a billion. And he has credible claims that he could get double that for it. The, so the, uh, and that's the entire, I mean, that by itself is sufficient, not including all the other Trump brands. And truth, even though the SEC tried to interfere with it, finally they capitulated. They didn't want to get into a massive legal war and expose how politicized the SEC has become, going after a lot of crypto companies, trying to treat crypto as a as a uh, security in order to be able to wipe out and regulate and monitor and and uh, and really eliminate as competition, as you're talking about, from the Federal Reserve, independent currency in the form of Bitcoin, that if you do that kind of uh, dynamic, they but they finally folded and truth is now going to go public. The, the, the stock value alone is independently estimated to be worth $4 billion. Absolutely. And, 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 and while we're at it, go back to that article. Put it back on screen for TV viewers. I'm going to read it for radio listeners. Naples is on the other side of Florida. It's not the most elite area uh, where, where where Trump is. is. Look at the size of that house. It's not even that big. This is inflation, folks. $295 million for that Mar-a-Lago is like 15 times bigger than that with a giant golf course and the most, and the most prestigious people live there. And they're claiming that's 200, that just, that just sold for 295 million. And then Barnes is saying conservatively Mar-a-Lago is worth 250 million. Look, Trump's got offers that's come out for half a, half a billion right now. So again, that little rat judge said, I'm ch- charging you myself, no jury. And I'm gonna now take over your empire and $350 million judgment with $100 million or more in, in, in penalties and interest. Everybody sees through it, Robert. Oh, no doubt. And, and it's, it, the, the good thing with all of this is like Trump keeps almost accidentally waking up the world to deep state corruption. That just as, you know, Russiagate and everything that happened to him and the bogus impeachments and the stolen election of 2020, all of that woke up a lot of Americans to problems that you had been warning about for a quarter century or more. 
But many Americans were asleep because they hadn't seen it at the scale to which it happened to Trump. And Trump was just trying to be an independent guy. Trump wasn't going in there like Bobby Kennedy to actually overthrow the whole power structure. Trump was uh, just going there to have common sense added to the equation in our foreign policy. And he thought, and he thought if he brought all the elites to the table and said, Hey, we'll do great policies. You'll have great success. All of them got richer under him. But see, it was about the power. They wanted the control through their globalist committees. They didn't want an actual president. And so that's where Trey admits he made a mistake. He came in and thought, I'll bring him to the table. We'll make a big, great business deal. And now he learned, no, no, no. They don't want America to do well. Not at all. I mean, they're, they're power freaks and they can't afford even the smallest deviation from their control agenda. They're like true control freaks. I mean, that's what you've been explaining for a quarter century. If you get into the mindset of these people, they're obsessive control freaks. You don't have to read about Bentham's Panopticon or Foucault's surveillance state to understand that fundamentally these people are, think about somebody you knew in your life that was a obsessive control freak. That's who these power structure people are. They want to control every, look at Bill Gates. He's a personification of this. You know this guy is an obsessive control freak. He wants to control every little thing to the point that, like the Amos Miller case, they want to control what food you have in your own refrigerator, even if it's only 1%. I mean, the the entire farm-to-table market in America is less than 2% of all food supply, and yet you have the state government of Pennsylvania trying to eliminate even that. Because they want a hundred percent control. They're obsessed with the control. The, and the, and that's who their mindset is. And that's why they could not allow Trump to deviate even the most minor amount from their control driven agenda. And concert, and what it's now being exposed is now that they've weaponized every aspect of our legal system, they thought they would expose Trump. What has happened in attacking Trump, they have exposed themselves and they've exposed the major problems in our legal system. The corrosive corruption in our courts, in our prosecutorial offices, in the Justice Department, in ways that we, that now we realize we need institutional reform in order to remedy. And that's one of the greatest benefits of Trump has been almost like the movie being there. He's accidentally exposed the deep flaws that you've been talking about for a quarter century and has woken up millions of people around the world to our need for institutional reform so this won't keep happening over and over again. From all your sources in D.C. and around the country, because you, you you definitely get around, Robert, What what's the big picture? How's the power structure, the corrupt Duggan power structure, how are they feeling right now? How's the Justice Department, you know, with Mayorkas and the open borders? I mean, they, they've got to know how hated they are. They do to a degree, but they live in their own and bubbled universe to a large extent. And so they're very much like those arrogant elites that led us into the Great Depression, those arrogant elites that led us into World War I. They are people that are disconnected from ordinary Americans. I mean, they still think the economy is good. For the working class, for, for Zoomers, for millennials, the economy has stunk for four years. Their expenses, everything, their food, their housing, their education, their entertainment, their transportation, has all cost a lot more than their wages and incomes have gone up. A lot of their jobs are crap. Most of the new jobs have gone to immigrants, not to native-born Americans. We have 7 million illegal aliens in just three years that have come in, creating crime problems all across America and stealing jobs from working-class communities, including working-class minority communities in major urban centers like Chicago and New York and L.A. 
that's leading to political rebellion. So they, they, they unleash George Soros-style chaos. And what they don't appreciate and still don't get is that the people around the world and the American people won't take there. it. That they're, they're going to continue to push back, and they need to push back because it's the only thing that's going to stop them from taking complete control and wrecking everything. Absolutely. I mean, they, 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 Absolutely. I'm going to get John Harmon in here that takes the calls. We're going to fire up the phone system after Robert Barnes uh, leaves us. But bottom line, Robert, we're living in a very interesting time of change. And it's, it's, a, it's a very, very exciting moment to be alive. And everything we say and do now echoes through history with an even louder uh, reverberation. We're in a real critical time of flux. And all the good men and women out there need to realize that now is the time to speak out. Now is the time to expose things because uh, the, the minds of the public right now are very open to being awakened. Well, just think if they're, they're, uh, wep- the way people can understand what they think about Trump is how they thought the weaponization of the legal system against you would work. They thought you would be off the air when the lockdowns happened, when the 2020 election steal happened, when the lawfare against Trump happened, when they tried to create new wars in Europe and in the Middle East at the same time, when the one, when the most corrupt administration in his fraudulency the second and Joe Biden took power, they expected InfoWars to be off the air, Alex Jones to be bankrupt and busted and gone and quiet and silent, and the InfoWars audience to be eliminated. And it's because they refuse, the audience refused to go away. The audience refused to quit sharing the links. The audience refused to uh, to go along with what the lawyers demanded and instead went to places like InfoWars Store and bought the products that make them healthier and wealthier as well to be able to keep InfoWars on the air that this independent information is even out there, that this critical voice that becomes a clarion call to the rest of the world to other comment cre- uh, commentators, to other informed individuals, so that we maintain this tip of the spear against this elite power grab that is necessary to preserve and protect our constitutional liberty. So I encourage people to continue to go to InfoWarsStore.com, continue to share the links, because you are collectively, as long as you never forgive, you never forget, and you hold the line we will be able to protect American constitutional liberty for our grandchildren as well. Robert, that's the key thing at the end here is people are waking up. We're starting to win battles. And things are only better if we stay awake and say no than if we roll over and capitulate. And a lot of really positive things are happening. Robert Barnes, people can find you by just simply searching your name or vivabarneslaw.locals.com and at Barnes underscore law on X. Robert, talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Glad to be here, Alex. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. If you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now.
the enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser to keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, that it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the earth. We're told all this garbage, so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. All right, we're into hour number three today, and what InfoWars is going through is a smaller model of what President Trump's going through, so I'm very thankful for you all standing with us. They're tying Trump down with hundreds of lawsuits. Um, was it five, six criminal indictments where he's got to constantly show up to all this crap? And coming up next month, I've got some... Hearings in federal court, the bankruptcy, had to make a bunch of decisions, have legal meetings. I had to go deal with bankruptcy stuff last week for two days. Uh, I had to deal with it this morning. And, 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 and I don't let the enemy win. I know this is what Trump's doing. I then come in and do extra shows at night and special reports and Saturday shows. I've been doing the Sunday show forever just to counter that. I'm not going to let them win, but Trump's like 78 years old, man. And you've, you've only got to admire. His stamina, his energy, his his fortitude. He's certainly not perfect. None of us are. But our shared enemies are coming after President Trump, and he needs your support. And, and quite frankly, so does InfoWars. All right. I got a lot of news, a lot of clips, a lot of big stories to hit. But I also want to open the phones up in this hour on the weaponization of the legal system and being used against the American people and the Amish and Citizens that live near the border being overrun and murdered and killed and the feds not even prosecuting the people that assault them or kill them. I mean, really, what do you, here's my question to listeners. What do we do about the weaponized legal system and judiciary? Because they don't control every jurisdiction, but very quickly Soros hasn't just taken control of almost every city and a lot of small towns, but they've got the, 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 the judges and the prosecutors and the mayors. When I say Soros, he's the main mover. The guy that puts his head up above the parapet with his son Alexander Soros, but I mean it, it's it's worse than you know if you're just a common person, which is great to be common. Boy, I wish sometimes I was just a regular person in a nine to five job and under the radar. But what people are figuring out is they're coming after everybody, and they're cutting off the public's energy. They're shipping fentanyl in. They're devaluing our dollar. The globalists have it out for America because we were founded as a Christian nation and a nation that was free and open. You didn't have to be Christian, but it was founded as that. And it produced so much wealth and so much success and so much power that the globalists have hijacked the country, but they're threatened by the potential reassurgence. You ever cut down a tree 
or maybe a high windstorm comes through and a big, pretty, you know, oak tree you got in the backyard breaks and falls down or gets struck by lightning. And then you saw it off at the bottom and cut it up for firewood. But then the roots sprout and a whole bunch of little trees come up. And if you leave them alone, you can then later trim some of the smaller ones, but you'll get two or three trees out of the one tree. That's really what's happened in the liberty movement is all this persecution has caused and all this cutting down of liberty lovers has actually caused a resurgence at the grassroots. And that's really where they miscalculated. So it's an amazing time to be alive. But but that's why the globalists, on one hand, don't calculate that their oppression is going to make people mad and there's going to be blowback. But on the other hand, even when there, people were asleep, there wasn't a big resistance going on. The establishment instinctively knew that it could always come back. And so that's why they're trying to hold our head underwater. That's why they're doing these terrible things to us. So we're going to open the phones up for first-time callers on this huge subject of tyranny and judicial reform and where you think it's all going and what you think is going to happen to President Trump and the war on the free press and their obvious attempts to steal the next election as well. It's, 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 it's a huge subject area. And I'd love to get your take on it. 877-789-2539. 877-789-2539. Alex. And uh, we will take your phone calls here today. I wanted to come back, though, and get into some of Trump's amazing statements last night. And then we've also got a lot of other news on cutting off the energy, which I know you know they're doing, but it's next level when I hit this next piece of news. Uh, we've also got uh, Putin standing up against the pedophiles being decried by the left here in America. And Iran clearly supplying underwater drones to Yemen. Now, look, I don't want war with Iran, but just because our government's corrupt doesn't mean Iran's good either. Iran is out of control. I'm not saying blow them up. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature. A remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Weaponized judiciary and the court systems, and how do we counter it? Interspersed with a ton of big breaking economic, military, and cultural news that I'm going to hit here in just a moment. Bearded tranny slams girls, high school basketball player into the court. Team forfeits over injuries. We're going to be hitting that here in a moment. A bunch of Trump clips, but uh, I wanted to play this short clip first. 
Hello, Americans. I'm Paul Harvey. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The... So I set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do, Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me. Our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flame. The president of the United States is racist. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect the discipline emotions just let those run wild. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. I would caution against extremes. I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. In hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. And gentlemen, now you know the rest of the story. I can show you, and you've already seen it yourselves, an hour-long compilation, just a clip after clip of in MMA and boxing and wrestling and weightlifting and in track and in swimming in, in everything, men dominating women's sports. And in the case of MMA and boxing, men brutally breaking the, the, the cheekbones and of women. Why do the women even compete in that? Why do we, people buy tickets to that? Because BlackRock backs it. Well, we've got video out of Massachusetts. Bearded tranny slams girl, high school basketball player on the court, team forfeits over the injuries. What a clown show. You've got a guy with a beard
out there beating up girls. And we call this openness. We call this progressiveness. And, and the left sits there and defends it. Because if they can get away with this, they can get away with that. They can get away with anything. Go ahead and roll it with audio. This, this is America. A, a dude with a beard who's about a foot taller than any other girls. Parents go to this. Pull your children out. Tell the school you're not coming back. No one should be on that basketball court. Just like the truckers are not going to deliver to New York. Just like the businesses are pulling out of New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New York, California, Washington. Oregon, Illinois, there's still a lot of good people in those states, folks, but they're run by absolute crazed demons. And that dovetails with the latest speech of Vladimir Putin. It's in Russian, so I'm not going to play it, but I'll read it to you. Don't touch the kids, Putin tells the, quote, gays. And that's out of state-run RT, which isn't even strong enough. It's... Don't touch the kids, Putin tells the pedos. The new definition of the gays is wanting to be with children. So just a few years ago, it was let us marry. And Putin says, hey, you want to, you know, as an adult, that's your freedom. But leave kids alone and stop attacking the family and stop recruiting and stop targeting general children or we're going to throw your ass in prison. And they say that this is horrible homophobia. So liberals and leftists and the LGBTQPS, you know, the P and S is for pedophilia and Satanism. They openly promote it now. As a bandwagon group, that's what's being promoted now. That's what's being defended. And, oh, Putin's bad for saying, don't touch the kids. It's like the Pink Floyd song. We don't need no education, no dark sarcasm in the classroom. Hey, teachers, leave them kids alone. Now, can you guys cue that song up? I want to play the intro over here in a moment. So you look at the left on the on the bottom, and they're they're mindless, they're zombies, they're out of control. And you ask, how could they have gotten like this? The drugs, the culture, all black, white, everybody's getting hurt by it. And you ask, why are the controllers doing it? Because, again, if you'll accept two men having a baby or your daughter is in MMA and she goes to a match and a dude that outweighs her by 50 pounds gets in there and breaks her jaw and you put up with that, well, then there's nothing. There's nothing that you won't put up with. Yeah, uh, look at this new story on Infowars.com. Talk about what AI could be programmed to do. AI programmed, honestly, could do a lot of helpful things. It will still, though, replace humans to a great extent. Google's woke AI image generator refuses to create white people, period. Says the existence of white people is bad. Will not allow 
the image of a white person. And this is all run by the big banks. This is all programmed by a bunch of old white men. Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Larry Fink, Eric Schmidt. We do have an old white person problem. And some are Christian, some are Jewish, some are atheists, some are whatever they are, but it's old white men. Because they're cold-blooded. They can look at the numbers and say, well, whites are 7% of the world population. We'll just brainwash everybody. The problems in the world are white people. And then point everybody at the white people that are just in the same boat as everybody else and use racial politics to control everybody. Absolutely disgusting. So Google AI will not show white people. It eliminates white men from searches. So, you know, you can be an open, free guy, love whoever you want, do whatever you want. People love each other, get them married. And then you turn on the TV, and every commercial on every channel is mixed-race couples. And you say, funny, whether you're great, you want to ban the image of two white people together, okay, how is there so much control in the media that you got a thousand channels on your dish or your cable or your streaming and you're going to the channels and you never see a white family? See, first they got rid of the image of a male being a good role model. In the movies, in the culture, with black people, they paid the women not to have men in the house since the 60s. You saw what that did. And now, oh, we... we will never show a white family ever separate why they're doing that from the bigger question. How the hell is there so much control through thousands of companies and hundreds of channels to never show a white family ever? And now they're announcing they're going to go in and reanimate and use AI to re-edit all the old movies. And they're doing other stuff, like adding chemtrails to all the old Disney movies and things. They're, they're adding, the, the, not the condensation trails, those are real too, but the chemtrails, which the CIA former director admits they're doing. My point is, they're editing out history everywhere, and it's part of a larger plan. So think about that. Think about that. And what they really want to do is get rid of everybody's culture. If two people of different colors care about each other, like each other, want to get married, great. More power to them. But we only think about this the way the media pitches is why do they, why do they never show a same racial couple? And, and, and conservatives focus on why, why is it, you know, it's not just whites being targeted. Do you ever think that it also shows black people never together? That it's somehow bad if black people like black people? And by the way, that's how genetics works. I mean, in, in any species of mammal, people tend to like people that are more like them. And so what the system's really saying is, 
We want everybody totally divided so that there aren't different groups. A Tower of Babel. It's in, it's in the Old Testament. Whether they think it actually happened or whether it's an allegory. They wanted a world government. They wanted all the peoples together in one big tower, one big city. And God said, I don't want total centralization because through that you get the spirit of Antichrist. So God said, none of you can now communicate. That's what Elon Musk told the World Government Summit last year. They wanted total unification where we have chips in our brains and all communicate with each other at the same time. Even though Elon Musk pushes chips for handicaps and stuff like that, the point was he said, I don't think we need a one world government because then everything is unified by one controlling group. And then that's called slavery. So these are some big, big, big issues that need to be discussed. And when you see it and and, and you witness it, I'm going to again ask the question. Because you can academically debate all day why every couple is mixed race on TV. You can debate where that agenda come from. Okay, okay. How did the government and the media get so intertwined, unless it's the independent free internet, how did they ever get so intertwined and so controlled that I don't care what show it is. You know, my wife and I really don't watch Netflix shows together. What we do is, and I'm going to start setting the camera up at home and showing this, we'll sit there for an hour after our younger daughter goes to bed. And we'll just go through the cowboy shows and the science fiction shows and the drama shows and play the trailer. And in every trailer, the men aren't in charge. All the bosses are women. The hero's a woman. The woman kicks all the men's asses. And, of course, that's not the real world. So ask yourself, why is that that way? Well, Hollywood has said, we're owned by BlackRock and others. And we're given what's supposed to be in the script. And if we don't have that in the script, we don't get money. You can say, okay, well, fine, let Hollywood extinct itself. Let's see, through the ESG system, that's what they call it, it's going to be down to what kind of car you drive, what you eat, where you go, who you associate with, what you do. That's the social credit score. And if you want to get independent people under that control, you first got to get all the corporations in line so that they can enforce it on you. So in today's world, it's never show a man in charge, never show a man competent, never show a man strong, show women kicking all the men's asses. But then twist it and have biological men kicking women's asses in sports and say they're women. See, it's all meant to confuse people. And then never show a white family. And then now Google AI won't generate you a white man. You type in, show me a Caucasian man. Show me a white person. Won't show you a white person because being white's bad. I remember just a few years ago, remember, it was like 10 years ago now, Google refused to put up a little uh, doodle. You know, you go to Google.com almost every day. Let's go to Google.com right now. Most days, there'll be some weird communist that died or some socialist or some trans person or some pedo promoter. You know, it's usually something disgusting. Occasionally it's something, you know, Jacques Cousteau or something interesting. You know, Jacques Cousteau was for depopulation. But I saw Jacques Cousteau once. But they'll never on Easter, never on Christmas, 
never on Good Friday for Catholics, ever show a Christian doodle. And it gets worse. Remember then Google six, seven years ago. Just go to Google.com, guys. Put the front page up, please. See if there's a doodle today. There's nothing today. The Google calendars removed all Christian holidays from the calendar. Now, see, that was years ago. So all I'm saying is, if I went on Google AI and I said, because maybe I was doing a presentation on black history or Michael Jordan or George Washington Carver or, or Louis Farrakhan. You know, I interviewed Louis Farrakhan. Let's say I want to re-update it with a little AI intro. We're actually looking to re-release the Louis Farrakhan. They'll actually look into some of that. And I go, I type in Louis Farrakhan and I get a white woman or an Indian woman. I'd be like, what the hell? I just, I want Louis Farrakhan. Now imagine the scandal if it actually he is super censored, so they'll probably do it. If you went and you tried to create an AI image of Louis Farrakhan and it wouldn't show you Louis Farrakhan, you'd say that's, that's wrong because they're, they're blocking somebody out of history. Well, imagine white men, the Google AI won't even let you do that because white men are bad. Just like, and I've really seen this for a long time because I don't care as long as they're competent, but they're mainly men. That's who gets into that type of thing usually. They try to make women get into it. Most women don't want to do it. They want to, fine. I've, I've been on planes with female pilots, didn't feel bad. But they've said up two months ago, the FAA, we're going to start hiring mentally ill people to fly airplanes. What is that about? That's about getting away with anything. It's about crazy that anything will go. All right, I'm going to go to break. I'm going to come back with the Dean and James and Lily and Jen and Rick and Tony and Zach and Anthony and Mary and Alan. Or Aline, sorry. And that'll be it for the calls. I'll get to every one of you. And again, when they say, oh, we've got all these women pilots now, it's all about, oh, they're in the group, and it's all real liberal, and it's, oh, it's all women pilots, and only women are allowed. See, it's all segregating into groups that the corporations then control because they don't want women and men together. They don't want families together. They don't want people that are proud of their white culture, not because they're racist, but because they're proud of themselves. Or black movements that are out there where you know, they talk about how black women can't hardly get a husband because nobody wants to get married and, and they're too busy changing some other color because they've been told that. And there's major black movements saying, hey, we should, you know, be, be proud of ourselves and pr proud of the fact we're black. And, and look, if people love each other, I'm not attacking you. I'm saying, why is it being force-fed? Because there's an agenda here, people. It's that simple. And you've got to again ask yourselves why that is. And I don't like my children. i got four children. One's 21, 19, 16, and almost seven. And I want them to be proud of the fact they're human, proud of the fact they have European ancestors and a little bit of Native American. And I want them to be proud of being Americans and, and Christians and white, but also proud of everybody else in their heritage. And, and if they like somebody or love somebody and that's the thing, that's what they want to do, that's fine. But it shouldn't be 
imprinted on them this guilt that the earth's dying, kids are all bad, you're killing the earth, there's too many people, the the world's going to end. That really screws kids up. And then the culture openly teaches as young as fifth grade that it's inherently bad because you're white. Some innocent white child is hearing that. But imagine the black kids in there or the mixed kids in there. And they're hearing white people are bad, but I was told we should all judge people off of what they stand for and what they do and what they produce. And now you're hearing the opposite. That really screws up children. And it's evil. And it's not being done to create unity or to end discrimination. It's being done by ruthless globalists because it will destroy society. It will destroy civilization. All right, I got a lot more to get to, but I want to take your calls first. Uh, please remember, we have a lot of fabulous sponsors like drjonesnaturals.com, where you can find the highest quality, finally back in stock, the original super blue non-fluoride toothpaste with nano silver, iodine, tea tree, organic peppermint, no Fillers, super strong, tiny dot, cleans your whole mouth, lasts two or three times longer than a regular tube of toothpaste, depending on how much you put on there. It's amazing. Super Blue is back. The original with nano, silver, and more at drjonesnaturals.com. drjonesnaturals.com and the silver nano wound gels there and the silver bullets there and the immune silver nano gargles there. And then a whole bunch of other products that aren't available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. Just D-R, you don't spell out doctor, DrJonesNaturals.com, DrJonesNaturals.com. And then at InfoWarsStore.com, body's ultimate turmeric formula, the strongest humanoid, so good for your whole body, your immune system, your inflammation, you got to experience it. It's back in stock, body's 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com and TurboForce is back in stock as well. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. If you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown and it funds the info war a true 360 win so go get turbo force today at infowarstore.com and i know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it and it has five star reviews get turbo force now i talk a lot about the great successes infowars has had i don't think anybody can deny it and it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us but when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com 
and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life, all at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsTore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsTore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress. But if I didn't have the supplements we have, we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsTore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsTore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds to clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillaries, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boosts. It costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new faster absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. The answer to 1984 is 1776. Live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide, it's Alex Jones. And the final equation, everything coming out of Hollywood, everything coming out of the corporate media, everything coming out of D.C., is going to destroy you and your family. So it's real simple. You can study this 24-7 like I do and fight it all the time and be a super expert at it. Or you can just realize everything you've ever been told is a lie by these people, and they're out to get you, and whatever they say, don't believe a damn word of it. I mean, it's real simple. And i got one more article I want to hit here, and then I'm going to your calls. And look, I've beat a dead horse on this, but if you want to know if your government's out to get you, all you got to know is this, okay? Biden killed the Keystone Pipeline that would have cut gas prices 50 cents on average, and created hundreds of thousands of jobs after it was built. He banned all new oil exploration, gas. He cut off thousands of permits to repair pipelines around the country. Miningweekly.com, India gets 40 bids for commercial coal mines. So America can't use coal. America can't mine coal. But India is now surpassed China in production. And nothing against the Indians. I just want us to have a few jobs. 
And so our companies have moved there where they get cheap energy and coal. And they go, oh, we can't burn it here. It's bad for the environment. India doesn't have scrapers on their coal-fired plants. You look at one of our coal-powered plants or Europe's, I mean, it's a big, complex building with all these tubes and things because nothing comes out but water, vapor, and carbon dioxide. It's clean as a whistle. Not China, not India, not Mexico. So the left, who's in bed with the globalists and has all the factories, they forcibly move everything overseas where there's no environmental controls, kill all our clean stuff, and then say it's for the earth. It's just, if people had a basic understanding of energy, they would know this wasn't true. New Delhi. India has received a total of 40 bids for some of the 32 commercial coal mines that were available for auctioning in December. The government has a statement on Monday adding the bids would be open February 20th. To the world's largest or second largest coal user after China. And they're boosting it and building more coal power plants. We cannot compete. And that is a boot on our neck, folks, that affects you no matter what color you are. When they cut your energy off, they're killing you. They're cutting the fertilizer off around the world. And I keep explaining this, and you're going to wonder why food prices explode and why there's crime and why it's horrible, why the third world collapses. It's all being done administratively. But you turn on the TV, and it's all about how white people are bad. What the hell does the white guy down the street that's an insurance salesman have to do with the new world order cutting off your power? Now, there's coal mines in India. All right, let's go to the calls. I'm going to shut up now. Anthony in Los Angeles, thanks for holding her on the air. Go ahead. God bless you. First off, um, thank you for all your incredible service to humanity. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. I wanted to get into something that I read a while back, and it's the Key of Solomon. It was written in 900 B.C., and he talks about the five cursed nations. And what's interesting about those five cursed nations is that they are groups of people, the aggressors, the violent ones, the cowards, the voluptuous ones. I would say that those are the pedophiles and those that are into child sex, and then the anarchists. And if you think about what's happening now, basically, you know, 2,000 years later, it's interesting. And you talked about the judicial system. Well, if someone doesn't stand up with a spine, they're either compromised or they're cowards. I don't know how else to actually look at it. And I think there needs to be to borrow your term, a great awakening with people to, so that they understand some of these aspects so that they can fight through them. Because wisdom is priceless. It's not painless, but it's priceless. And if we look at what we're up against, we're up against the forces of darkness, and it's the forces of light that win. God wins. We've seen that in World War One. We've seen it in World War Two, And this is a global aspect now. And when you but say we, nations, I've actually, it, it, God, it's satanic nations of people with kindred absolutely. spirits. So they can be black, they can be white, they can be brown. What, what he's Absolutely. saying is there's the armies of Satan categorize themselves into groups according to what what sin they like the best. 100%. Absolutely, 100%. And that's why this is, again, it's you think about humanity, and we have a higher You can have a black guy nature. and a white guy and an Asian woman. They're all Antifa. They're all into Satanism. They're all into communism. They're all into perversion. They're, they're different colors, but their spirit's the same. Exactly. Well, it's their, their individual souls, but they're operating through their lower nature. That's why we have free will. No, 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 you're right, you're right. They're different people. What I'm saying is they're resonating to the same satanic spirit, though. Absolutely. It's like energies attract like energies, opposites repel. 
I mean, it's a, it's a law of nature. It's a law of consequence. If I throw a ball at a wall, the ball's going to bounce back. The only termination is, where's the wall? So what do you think is going to happen with the corrupt judiciary and Trump? Um, with Trump, I, I mean, for me, the guy's amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, I remember hearing an interview with him in the White House. And he said, what do you think about that chair behind the desk? Because oh, that chair just stays warm for 48 years. And I was like, wow. That makes sense, because for 48 years, the Democrats elected and then, and then their populace is happy. For 48 years, the Republican is elected and their populace is happy. He came in and disrupted the whole situation. I do think that he will overcome this because he is backed by the forces of light. I absolutely believe that. I think that we need to he needs to get in front of the Supreme Court so that they can actually understand where we're at as as a nation and within within history of where we're at, because this is the tipping point. And if we lose the judiciary, I mean, look at politics, look at law, look at education, look at like the seven fields of human endeavor. I mean, there's so there's so much of that lower nature. People need to to fight that tyranny. We need to fight those fight the lower nature, fight those five accursed nations within so they can become more godlike. Absolutely. I, I can talk to you all day. I think I'm going to jump to everybody here. Thank you, sir. Great points. Uh, Mary in Pennsylvania, thanks for calling. Hi, Alex. Thank you for all you do. What I'd like to say is that we wrestle against these dark forces, and they are dark forces. But one, it's one thing, nobody's above the law, okay? But nobody should be a target of the law. And using the color of law, to take away people's rights and their property. The Eighth Amendment clearly states cruel and unusual punishment, unnecessary fines. And Fannie Willis, and all of them, but also Letitia James, they said, we're running for office to get Trump. I mean, Letitia James said that, and then there's no victim, absolutely. And people say, well, it's cruel and unusual. I agree with you. Even if he did something wrong, he didn't do anything wrong. He has one of the best investment records out there. There's no victims. And the only victim is us people, us Americans. The American jurisprudence in this country is a shamble. It's a shame. I'm outraged. You're right. And let me tell you, I've experienced it. They are hiring the worst people they can. I mean, they are just hiring horrible demons. And, and we got to pray for Trump. He's under such attack. People say, oh, he's not perfect. Well, you know what? Our enemies are coming after him, and and that's 100% real. God bless you. God bless you, Mary. Thank you. Aline in Washington, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hi, Alex. First, I wanted to say your products are fantastic. I've been ordering for well over 10 years, and I, I just order everything. I keep vitamin mineral fusion on hand. I take it every day. I drink it. I have winter sun. Um, I buy the zinc and vitamin C tablets, um, buy the, the X2 and X3, um, bought all the vitamins in the, that, that I can get from well, my Let me say this, Eileen. Let me thank you. You're the reason we're still on air. So thank you so much. 
Oh, and I've got both your books signed, and I've ordered extra books that I've given away. Oh, wow. I, I order T-shirts and, and give them away um, to friends and family. I, I have to say you just have the greatest products. and Thank you. I, it, This has been something that I've been doing for well over 10 years, and, and I just please stay in business. I appreciate your fight because you being on air has just given me incentive to hang in there. I live in a state where we're ruled by people who uh, don't have our best interests in mind. I mean, I can't wait till we can get rid of Inslee and, and get rid of the couple senators we've had, you know, the tennis shoe senator and all that. We need to get rid of these people and get new ones. And believe me, I vote. <laughs> I vote. And, and it's sad because here we have mail-in ballots only. And I worry that, that my votes are not you know, counted correctly. Um, but uh, the the second thing I wanted to say to you is, President Trump. It it just breaks my heart what they're doing to him. It's it's so bad. Um, these people. I don't even know where these people come from or how they um, get appointed to these offices. Um, New York is a pit, and I. You know, I just feel terrible. I mean, I... Well, you know how they do it. Look, look, look. There's Nobody's ever been perfect. There's always been problems. But when you have scientifically organized corruption by Soros and the CIA and others, they'll get a few of their people in, then they'll kick the good people out, bring more bad in, and we've now reached the tipping point where they've just kicked almost all the good people out, including the top of the military, and brought in the really bad people. So that's why they're making their move is because they've got their people in place now. So the corruption has been successful. It is, and it's it's just horrible. They've been, for years now, you know, 25 years, 30 that I know of, they've been brainwashing washing our children that, that have, you know, gone to school. And, and it's it's so sad. It just makes me wonder about my, my granddaughter and how things are going to be for her. Well, just talk you know. to her about the world. Let her know up front there's evil people in control of the government. Explain what they're going to try so she'll know ahead of time when they try it. Yeah, I try. I try. I believe me. I don't keep my mouth shut. I and I talk to friends and and you know everybody I can. Uh, you know, but it's hard to find like-minded people. I've been listening to you for twenty years, and and I just appreciate you. I can't even tell you how much you've um, affected you know my life. And well, Aline, Aline, I appreciate you, and, and I'm going <laughs> to well, still I'm going to stay on here as long as I can. And God bless you. But if they kill me or put me in prison or shut me down. There's a big body of our work out there, and it's evergreen, because what I talked about 10 years ago is now here. What I talked about 20 years ago is now here. What I talked about today will be happening in two years. So this body of work, this testament, this information is there. And I'm not saying they're going to shut us down, but it, it, it's uh, it's all in God's plan. But just remember, the body of work and our guest and our crew is there. Save it to hard drives. Keep it there. Because as things get worse and worse, this information will become more and more powerful as people realize how dead on it was. Thank you, sweetheart. All right, Tony in Texas, thanks for calling. Go ahead. First of all, God have mercy on us all. At what point in this country did we just allow this satanic filth just to control everything? It, it just blows well, my we, mind. Well, sir, like I just said, and I'm not giving us a pass. You're right. We all let it happen. We were all guilty to some extent. Like Viva Vendetti says, we're all guilty, but there are those more guilty, and they will be held accountable. They use stealth and deception and have gotten their people in almost all the corporate and governmental positions of power. So this is a coup. So it's we like, why do we let this happen? They did it by deception, sir. 
Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. And, and Alex, what I really called in about, we need to really start talking about what's going on here in Texas. I mean, this massive invasion has been going on into Texas for over 30 years. I call. No, no, I no. I mean, point. I mean, I agree. Tucker says it's 10 million. Barnes is a great guy. Said 7 million. The real border patrol numbers are 22 million since Biden got in. Lord have mercy. And, and you know, one thing people, here's how, here's how I compare things. If you combine Illinois and New York together, Texas still has 20 times the illegal aliens that they do. And, you know, in, in, in Detroit gets, what, 100,000, and they're up there whining and crying. Well, how do you think we feel in Texas? We're, we've been paying for this massive invasion forever. Texas is a sanctuary state, and I can prove that. Look what Texas gives illegal aliens. Uh, just, just think about, uh, and nobody talks about it, they give them birth certificates, they let them go to our hospital, Hospitals, our schools, they give them in-state tuition, they give them welfare, driver's license, car insurance, they can buy a car, they can drive a car, and the list goes on forever. This is a sanctuary state. There's no getting around that. And the politicians in Austin, which I call them a bunch of globalist bush boys, uh, they never talk about that. They never tell you how many, what a, what the check they write each year. No, you're right, you're right, you're right. The Bushes, the Blue Blood Republicans, they're just as bad as the Democrats. And and you're absolutely right, sir. God bless you, and I appreciate your call. All right, let's go to Lily in Tennessee. Go ahead, Lily. Hi, thank you, um, Alex, so much, and God bless you, sir. Um, I just kind of wanted to just say something about um, Letitia James. Um, she's kind of with charging Trump over a $300 million bond just to appeal what's going on, just to appeal his court case, it's almost as if it's a pay-to-play situation. And that's not how our law system should work. It's not how our government or judicial system should work. And I would, I would kind of wonder if people could get together, all the people that have been affected by her policies, who have been hit on in New York who have been injured by criminals and then these criminals are arrested and they're just set free to walk away is I wonder if there's a way that they can all get together and maybe do civil suits against this woman to kind of get her under the thumb of having to have these big fines judged again, like brought up against her. Well, well, if we had a justice department that wasn't completely corrupt quarterbacking all this, she'd be indicted for, all the massive amounts of money she magically made since she got elected a few years ago. But because of that, she's been greenlit to commit all these crimes. But you got the truckers that are going to stop delivering things in New York, got the businesses leaving. They forget we've got a lot of ways to execute power that's nonviolent, civil disobedience against them, and it's happening. So I just think to everybody, New York City and New York State and, 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 and quite frankly, California, any of these places are, are no-go zones. We should give them zero support. Exactly. They are no-go zones. And I think that, I think the people that are unfortunate enough to still live up there in New York and Connecticut and all these other places, I think they really need to band together and say, we can't do this anymore. And we have to well, make Well, they are. They are. Look, 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 look. New York's really red. So is California. It's election fraud. We know that. So that, that that's really the problem we're facing. It is. It is. And I really appreciate you, Mr. Jones. I mean, Alex, sir. Uh, you're awesome. You're amazing. <laughs> you don't have to call me, sir. <laughs> Listen, Lily, I appreciate you supporting us. We're in this together. We're all under attack. I'm doing this via self-preservation. And, and don't thank me. It's not a heroic act to stand up for myself. And that's what you're doing as well. God bless you.
All right, Zach in North Carolina. You're on the air. Go ahead, Zach. Hey, Alex. Uh, I just want to do. And first, I want to say thank you, and I appreciate you uh, doing everything you you're doing to expose these globalists uh, and in an effort to save this country. Um, I did. I did have one quick question. I was just curious to see if you knew uh, about the two redacted names that were supposed to be exposed on the Epstein files. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that. who those names are. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I, other than that, man, I, I just want to say thank you for all you do. And and uh, I mean, obviously, anybody with any amount of common sense knows that uh, this is a, a political persecution of. of, of President Trump and and it's terrible. Um, also, I did, I did have one more question. What do you think about the uh, uh, Chinese nationalists who just got elected to the uh, elections board in California? You know, I meant to play that clip on Monday and Tuesday. I forget her name, but it shows her name on the news. She's a Chinese national, basically an illegal alien, who's on the election board now, and that's all just them pissing in our face. And it just shows all these blue states and blue cities are letting illegal aliens vote. Remember, they were just denying that a few years ago. So, yeah, it's all about election fraud. And even though the illegals don't vote right away, they're counted the census, so the blue states get more congressional seats. It's Kelly Wong. Kelly Wong. Yes, San Francisco's first non-citizen elections commissioner championing immigrant rights. So, I mean, guys, I sent you the clip two days ago. You guys pulled the video up I sent you of a Kelly Wong being sworn in. I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's just unconstitutional on its face, is, is it not? They're doing it on, yeah, two men having a baby doesn't exist. X and Y chromosomes <laughs> are real. No, no, I mean, no, no, I mean, I'm serious. It's it's about San Francisco lets illegal aliens vote, and it's total fraud. And again, the Justice Department will not prosecute it. Great point. Thanks for the call. Did you guys find the clip, the quick Kelly Wong clip of of, of her being sworn in? All right, well, when you find it, let me know because I sent it to you Monday. Uh, but, yeah, it's on the news. Like, isn't it great? The first non-citizen is a, the election commission. It, it, it's it's just what can they do to you to break your will? What can they do to you to just overwhelm you where you'll accept anything? This is a process of normalcy bias conditioning you to give up. Learned helplessness. Don't do it. Yeah. Go ahead and roll the clip. Here it is. 好多原來三藩市有好多嘅誒權利嘅喎，好多權利係好多三誒嗰個非公民啊、移民咧都可以享有嘅，包括咧，就算你唔係公民咧，都可以咧去做委員，去誒影響政策嘅。好多時其實我哋係啦。I read the transcript of it, so I know what she said. Rather being sworn in, that she's going to make sure all the illegal aliens can vote. John in Massachusetts, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Welcome. First time caller, thank you for all you do. Long time supporter, you guys have the best product. Thank you. Uh, you make the comment in the past, or, or all the time, about how they cannot steal the election if it's a landslide. And I'm going to explain one possible scenario that nobody has ever talked about, but you have to think of it this way. So if the election happens tomorrow and Donald Trump wins, he wins every single state. There's ballots falling from the sky. There's boxes filled with ballots with his name all over them. You see where I'm getting at? Yes. So these people that are putting the ballots in the boxes, they, all they're going to do is change the name to Donald Trump's name. He wins the election. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, there's election fraud here. This guy's a criminal. He's an election denier. We need to bring in the Justice Department. We have to see what's going on here. You, you can kind of I didn't that think of that. Wrong. Yeah, if he wins, they'll, they'll, they'll claim it's fraud by Trump. That's a good point. 
Exactly. So they're just going to change the names on the ballot, put his name there, and they're not going to turn it over. I mean, you can see that they don't seem to care if they're going to roll out this That's an interesting idea. I haven't really thought of that. Thanks for making me think of it. But Hillary and the Democrats have already telegraphed what they're going to do. They're going, if he, if he wins by just a landslide, they're going to activate race riots and then say that Trump is a racist. And if he calls the military out, claim that he's a dictator. So that's where they're going. Right. And then, but how do we stop that? Because they're the criminal enterprise. How do you stop the criminal enterprise that has the Justice Department and everybody else on their side? It, it would be very hard to overturn that. That's the situation we're in. You're in Massachusetts. What do you make of this man with a beard playing girls basketball, slamming the girl on the ground? Oh, it's disgusting. What they do around here, I mean, thankfully, I'm in a more rural area that has a little bit of common sense, but um, if you go towards the cities, you don't even want to be there. You just go there to, you know, if you have to, but it's just... All right, sir. Thank you so much for the call, John. We're going to go to Tammy in the short next segment. that will hand the baton to the guest host. The Owen Schroyer will be live at 3 p.m. today. That's in an hour and five minutes. But let me show you this article out of the New York Post. And whether you're in Germany or Italy or France or the U.K. or Canada or the U.S. or Australia, it's the same global model, same NGOs. And they get taxpayer money out of the State Department that's in the new uh, Ukraine-Israel border bill, billions more to pay for this. Here it is. Inside Mayor Adams' migrant debit card boondoggle, no big bank, no bid bank, gets 50 million border crossers up to $10,000 each on debit cards. And they gave them debit cards to get here. Now, do you get a debit card when they're foreclosing on your house? Or when you got a tax bill? I sure know I don't because they're using this as a magnet to suck the illegals in here. It takes money to make money, as the old adage goes, and apparently it also takes money, but it's $53 million to give money away. Earlier this month, the Post broke the story that Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants, not to citizens, not to veterans, not, not, not single mothers. Unusually for the mayor, Adams didn't publicize the story himself. His administration for nearly a month has failed to connect several public misconceptions about it. So Adams is acting like he's against open borders when he's helping run the whole thing. We're going to go to break, come back, finish up with Tammy. I got a John Stewart clip I meant to get to two days ago. We're going to play as well where he's demonizing Tucker, saying we got feces and needles everywhere. And that he hates America because he said that. No, that's how you fix it is admitting the problem. How dare Tucker go to Russia and show how clean it is and how nice it was. He's a traitor. And 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 and, and uh, John Stewart says it's a symbol of freedom how much we suck. These people are sick. It's easy for him worth $150 million, and his brother runs the New York Stock Exchange, to sit up there and tell us how we're all bad. How about John Stewart takes some illegal aliens in his house? Don't hold your breath. John Stewart is an enemy of this country. All right, hour number four, just minutes away. Tammy in Seattle, stay there, going right to you. And a few of the tidbits of news. I'm Alex Jones, Video. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. 
Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market, and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% curcuminoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at Infowarsstore.com, then I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at Infowarsstore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work. Just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Daly's taking over here in about 10 minutes. I got another call to hit, a couple of news stories. We'll see you to take over the balance of the hour ahead of Owen Schroyer at 3 p.m. Central, one hour from now. Tammy in Seattle, thanks for holding your tail gunner. Go ahead. Hi, Mr. Alex Jones. I have a question. I'm a little lost when it comes. Trump got a judgment against him, but if there's no if there's no victim, where does he pay that money to? He pays it to the Democrats in New York City. Uh, in the form in the form of cash. That's the way it works. They want to they want to destroy him as a message. Anybody else that stands up against him. And another thing, I love the game of chess that you and Bannon and Rogan and everybody Cash Patel are putting together. You're fun to watch. So thank you. Well, thank you. There's a lot of great talk show hosts. A lot of great people. Kate Daly's one of them. She's about to take over. Uh, let me just say this here. Look, humanity goes through cycles, and we go through corruption and decadence and collapse and then rebirth and rebuilding and golden age, and then corruption sets in again, and it goes in circles. Everybody knows the, the meme. It's totally true. Bad times make strong men. Strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make bad times. And And that's really where we are, and the disconnected globalist and black rocks with all their stolen trillions, they're a bunch of Bernie Madoff types. They think, because they use psychology, that they'll be able to stay out of this and play us off against each other and have division. But even if a small minority wakes up, which has already happened, a large minority is now awake, 
and doesn't comply, it's game over. So they've already lost. They're not going to get away with this. They admit they're hitting the panic mode and people are waking up to them and they're absolutely freaking out. But we want to survive the collapse that's coming. And, and there's a lot of ways the collapse can happen. We're already in the collapse. I, I don't know every permutation of it or every way it's going to unfold. Only God knows that. But it's going to be spectacular. And so just realize we're in a world of hurt and make preparations for it. And realize that the John Stewarts and the Anderson Coopers and the Barack Obamas and the Fareed Zarkarias and the Sadiq Khans and the Hillary Clintons and the, and the Disney Corporation and all of them are literally psychotic, criminal, evil people that only care about themselves and that are trying to dumb you down and poison you and put you in debt to make you controllable. They have nothing but avarice for the general person. And when you understand that you're up against that, it isn't demoralizing. You, you now understand why things are so bad, and you realize it's simple. The vast majority of people are going to be hurt by the New World Order. So you have to convince people, as things get worse, that the globalists are the ones that are executing it and orchestrating it. I know that's common sense to all of us. So that they stop listening to them and they realize they're the source of the problems. When you read the CFR and Trilateral Commission and Club of Rome and Davos Group documents, they talk about it's key the public never figure out we're doing this to them. That's why they want us all killing each other off of what color we are. But if we simply understand that they're the ones orchestrating it, they're done. And I know I restate that constantly, but the UN gets up every day and says, we need billions at UNICEF. The world economy is collapsing. The COVID virus caused the world to starve. The third world's collapsed. No, the COVID virus didn't kill hardly anybody in the third world. They didn't take the shot. What killed them was the shutdown because the IMF and World Bank controls almost all the Latin American, African, and Asian countries and Middle Eastern countries. And they told them, you can't produce food, you can't work, you can't have your jobs, you can't export for years. And that destabilized and collapsed the countries, and that's why we're being overrun by military-age men. So it starts there. Like, anybody can figure out that the COVID virus didn't cause tens of millions to starve to death. The lockdowns did, and it caused the collapse. So just continue to see everything's like that. The globalists don't just exacerbate crises, they engineer most of them and then pose as the saviors. But as soon as you know that, it's game over for them. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out.
lines of the information war. It's Alex Jones. We're now in hour number four. The great Kate Daly takes over here in just a few minutes, but I wanted to hit this final story. It's been out for a few days, but days, but now for Reed Zarkaria, the Bilderberg Group member, the pet minion journalist of the New World Order, where the globalists go to, you know, spill their guts like Soros did five years ago. Yes, I overthrew Ukraine. Yes, we overthrew Russia. We're trying to get Russia to invade Ukraine. He comes out and says, our cities are expressions of democracy, open borders, fentanyl, needles, crime, death. And that's the same thing that John Stewart said. So it's talking points. How dare Tucker go to Russia and point out clean and nice and almost no crime and grocery stores full of food for the third the price of ours. Russia doesn't have the inflation. They have some, but not like ours, because we're being screwed deliberately. Putin, five years ago, said our number one na national mission is organic food. Be the number one exporter worldwide. We're banning GMOs. And we're banning sexualizing children. He said, quote, keep your hands off the children in a speech yesterday. I covered it earlier. So let's just play them back to back. Here's Fareed Zakaria, and then here's out of retirement, desperately trying to stop Trump, John Stewart, a fake man of the people. Carlson also marvels at the grandeur of a subway station, contrasting Moscow's subways favorably with New York's, of course. Now, while it's true that Moscow subways are excellent, the stations are so grand because they were built by Joseph Stalin at huge public expense to showcase the superiority of Soviet communism. In contrast, New York subways are a product of capitalism having been built and operated through public-private partnerships of various kinds, which are more budget-conscious. American cities are expressions of democracy, places where people have to negotiate differences and find ways to live together. That makes them messier and dirtier and sometimes chaotic, but perhaps that is what has made these cities so vibrant and innovative and why they have been at the forefront in making America the country that leads the world in economics, technology, culture, and power. Once upon a time, American conservatives praised America's organic communities, rooted in freedom and choice, built bottom-up, not top-down. But the new populist right despises these cities, and that disgust is in part a rejection of modern, pluralistic American democracy itself. Increasingly, they are dazzled by the clean and orderly ways of dictatorships, populist authoritarians, and absolute monarchies. After all, say what you will about Putin, he makes the subways run on time. So, what does Stalin have to do with our cities were clean and nice just 10 years ago and now they've fallen apart? And homelessness and the hell. What does that have to do with the Russians? It's not a symbol of American freedom. They've run us down. We have the cleanest, best cities ever. The globalists are creating top-down systems. We don't have Joseph Stalin today. We have Larry Fink. We have King Charles promoting world government, cutting off our resources. And you can't CNN yesterday, oh, you shouldn't be able to fly anywhere. Your, your carbon footprint, we're going to ban meat, and you will eat the bugs. And then when you juxtapose it to another country, they say, oh, you're a traitor. I'm going to finish up with this... Uh, clip from 
John Stewart, and then we'll go to Kate Daly. Right. Because the difference between our urinal caked chaotic subways and your candelabra beautiful subways is the literal price of freedom. But the goal that Carlson and his ilk are pushing is that there's really no difference between our systems. In fact, theirs might be a little bit better. The question is, why? Why is Tucker doing this? Here's why. It's because the old civilizational battle was communism versus capitalism. That's what drove the world since World War II. Russia was the enemy then. But now they think the battle is woke versus unwoke. And in that fight, Putin is an ally to the right. He's their friend. Unfortunately, he is also a brutal and ruthless dictator. So now they have to make Americans a little more comfortable with that. I mean, liberty is nice, but have you seen Russia's shopping carts? <laughs> and Tucker would have gotten away with it if it weren't for those meddling assassins. In a statement to the New York Times, Carlson said, quote, it is horrifying what happened to Navalny. The whole thing is barbaric and awful. No decent person would defend it. Correct. No decent person would. All a bunch of snipped out of context garbage. They're running America in the ground. All they can do is point at Russia and say it's all Russia's fault. It's totally disgusting. Remember, it's the left that's got men competing in women's sports and trying to abort all our babies. All right, Kate Daly takes over. Kate, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Alex Jones. Really appreciate you. And give me the opportunity to do this, too. Um I have a lot of questions, as you know, and um, I'm going to bring up some of these questions and I want to draw some uh, very interesting conclusions here. Um, so these are some questions that I have. If they could leave the Earth and go to space, why are the billionaires building bunkers? Makes no sense, right? Why is Trump running again if he knows for a fact that it's rigged? Something doesn't make sense here. Those with military backgrounds run as as part of a a campaign to show you that they are going to be amazing in office. It's not once worked out for us. We've never received any liberty from anyone running that was part of the military. Why is that? Hmm. That the main goal of the trans movement, right, is to normalize that you don't have any identity at all, even gender, that you are in nothing, nothingness. And so why not become a transhumanist part machine? Because you don't have an identity anyway. That's the true goal. Why in 2024 are they using every excuse in the book as to why we can't go back to the moon? Did you notice it keeps getting delayed? Celebrity trips to the moon alone over the last 50 years could have funded NASA. All of that money that could have been paid. Hmm. Why didn't that happen? And now they're saying they can't get good food that doesn't have, you know, something in it to make the astronauts sick. And they don't have enough insulation for warmth. Right. That was right on NASA's website. Interesting, right? But they didn't have those worries back in 1969. Interesting. <laughs> hmm. Why is Zelensky so excited to rebuild his country to become a smart city country and won't shut up about it in the press? Why is that? Boy, he seems awfully excited. Awfully excited about this war that's bringing him a lot of laundered money that can help him build a smart country. Why is that? Why are public-private partnerships, as you saw in the last clip that Alex just played, so normalized now, despite the fact that it shows we're rolling into full communism, right? This is the mechanism. But if they use the term public-private, we stomach it better. It makes it sound like we're shaking hands on it. 
like we want it somehow. It means that government owns it all, right? Not capitalism, the government. Companies like BlackRock and Raytheon have never been private, right? We all know this. So it's a public-public partnership, and we need to start saying so. Why is Google's graphic processor called Adreno? And then Google's web browser is called Chrome, Adrenochrome. I've heard that term somewhere. Interesting. Hmm. So all these little obvious things right in front of us, right? But it's really hard to grab the curiosity to start really asking some of the hard questions. But I came across this because I'm always interested in how deep the lies go. And if you want to know about this, the rest of this hour, it's going to be how deep do the lies go? Really how deep? I was watching a clip about uh, Gates and Jobs, okay, Steve Jobs vying for number one and the competition between them and that no one ever uh, bought the other company to show their dominance, right? Because these are two guys that wanted to dominate. So why do they both still exist? Usually that doesn't happen, right? Look at the media companies. Look at the dominance showed in buying up all the media companies, okay? So that was kind of a strange thing. So, so did the Apple logo have more to do with the coming on of intelligence, right? You go back to your scriptures, right? Um, but for nefarious purposes, of course, with this forbidden fruit, more than it had to do with an apple orchard <laughs> that Jobs worked at in a, in a, in a commune, okay? And what about Microsoft Windows? Was it named for the ability to have a window in every home and every person? Things to think about anyway. So this is going to be really interesting. I want to show you a comparison. Now, before on the Alex Jones show, I actually talked about Bill Gates's career and how strange it was because it is <laughs> okay. The whole way that he got into Microsoft is very, very strange. And you should be asking a lot of questions about it, but I want to, I want to show you this for just a moment. Jobs and Bill Gates. Okay. Jobs and Bill Gates were both born in 1955. Coincidence. Now, realize I'm not a coincidence theorist like the leftists are, okay? But I thought, okay, they're both born in the same year. Well, could be nothing. Bill met Paul Allen in high school, right? Bill was several years younger than Paul. In fact, Bill looked like he was 11. And Paul, actually, I think was almost pretty much sporting a beard at 16. Um, so Bill was 13 and uh, Paul was 16. Odd ages to be buddies. Do you remember at 13 being friends with a 16-year-old that could drive and date? Hmm. All right. Steve Jobs met Waz when he was 14. But Waz was four years older than Jobs. Waz was 18. But they hung out. Hmm. I thought it was kind of odd. Usually doesn't really happen much. Usually you kind of stay within your little little group of friends because at 14 you're trying to find, you know, who you really are and and you, and your friends kind of give you that. Okay. Now the bio says they met after high school, but the boy that introduced them said Jobs was 14 at the time and that they became friends. Every single picture, let's go back to Bill Gates and Paul Allen. Every single picture is Paul at the computer actually doing something and Bill sitting next to him, either mugging for the camera or watching him work. That was weird. Every picture of Jobs, Steve Jobs and Waz, Waz is at the computer working and Jobs is just sitting next to him. Again, mugging for the camera or watching him work. Hmm, seems like Paul Allen and Waz are doing all the actual work there. 
At 15, Jobs made a a phone call to a CEO at Hewlett Packard and got him on the phone somehow because, you know, all CEOs answer the phone, right? And impressed him so much in just a few minutes, this 15-year-old, okay, that he was offered a summer internship off of that one phone call. Hmm. That seemed a little strange. I've never known anybody that's actually happened to. So that was a little weird. Bill Gates formed a relationship at the age of 18 with CEO of IBM, right? Or I'm sorry, at 20, of IBM. Because, you know, CEOs like to talk to 20-year-olds who have never even been, have never done anything or actually been in business at all with no track record whatsoever. And then, of course, offer to do business with them. Because, you know, that doesn't work, right? But then you know that the IBM CEO also served on the United Way board as Bill's parents, and it makes a little more sense now. The bios described Bill Gates and Steve Jobs as very good at marketing, but neither one actually invented a computer or a system, ever built one, or ever marketed anything. I mean, my gosh, they were pretty young, 18 and 19, when this was said about both of them. Bill went off to Harvard, and Paul Allen, being older, left college supposedly to follow Bill Gates to Harvard to be close to him. Moved across the country, actually. You know, Bill Gates from Washington, right? And so he moved there to work there and be close to Steve Jobs. Because, you know, when somebody's that many years older, what do you want to do? Hang out with a freshman in the dorms. Makes sense, right? Of course it doesn't. (laughs) So... Bill Gates stayed at Harvard while Paul Allen went down to New Mexico and started Microsoft. Let me say that again. Bill Gates stayed at Harvard at his young, fresh little age of 18, 19, okay? While Paul Allen, the guy actually that did the work at the computer, went down to New Mexico and actually started Microsoft company. What was strange was Allen put himself as the second banana. Why would you do that? (laughs) You're doing all the work. and. The scrawny kid that looked like he was 12 is up at Harvard, not even invested in the company. I find that kind of strange. Puts himself as second banana, the vice president with Bill as little Billy Boy as CEO, even though Billy Boy was only just turning 20 and away at school and had no prior experience and Alan was the inventor. (laughs) The inventor, well, I should say inventor's a little strong. He was just, you know, putting a different system. A a change on the Altair computer. Okay. Um, So Steve Jobs, same thing, went off to a religious commune in India for almost a year and then another year in a commune in Portland on an apple orchard. While Waz, you know, four years older, came back from college, eerie similarity there, started Apple (laughs) and Waz, even though he's older, did all the work and Steve Jobs is at a commune made himself the second banana too, made himself the VP with Steve as CEO. Even though Steve had no prior experience, no real marketing ability, even though that's all we heard, and Waz was the inventor. Eerily strange, isn't it? After Jobs went into his uh, religious hiatus, Atari, of all companies, offered him a job, even though he had no real skills to work there. You know, You've gotten jobs before at companies where you absolutely had zero skill as a punk kid to work there. Nah, it doesn't happen. So um, I found that was strange because jobs actually had to get Waz's help to actually do the job that 
Steve Jobs was paid for at Atari. Hmm. Bill Gates got a job at Honeywell part-time while going to school as a older teeny bopper with no actual skills right out of high school. Similar. Both Alan and Waz put together mock-ups, not actual products that actually worked, right, to acquire really big investment money from investors. These non-working prototypes, and did I say non-working? Yep, yep, non-working prototypes for both Apple and Microsoft were so amazing, I mean amazing, that both companies launched from non-working inventions by men that were so-called 20 years old. Wow. Both companies hardly invented computers. Gates and Allen got there first by modifying an existing operating system. The basic language was originally created in 1964 at Dartmouth, right? Dartmouth, I should say Dartmouth. Both companies started in 1975. So both were born in 55. Both were, both companies were born in 1975. They were both 20 years old with no experience but they were both CEOs of these soon-to-be very, very big and very (laughs) well-financed rival companies. Both companies had older, more accomplished men with CIA backgrounds fostering their growth. I don't know if people realize this. Jobs and Waz had the Homebrew Computer Club. Now, it wasn't a club of 20-year-olds like you're imagining. What it was was a Stanford CIA club of 40-year-olds that got together, and they happened to be in this club. Hmm. A lot of fostering going on there. Gates and Allen teamed up with the inventor of the Altair. He was actually the father of the home computer, Ed Roberts, the real father of the personal computer, who had been working for the military and CIA and intelligence. Ed had almost 300 employees and was selling Altairs, right? But right after 20-year-old Bill showed up finally from Harvard, and they had just started Microsoft months before, Ed, in that first year, left computers to farm and gave up his whole passion and company. Wow, you see that every day. Hmm. So that Bill Gates could be the star? Possibly. The first several employees of Apple also left quietly for careers that had nothing to do with computers. Was left. And so did Paul Allen. Really strange, right? So that what? Steve Jobs and Bill Gates could be the stars? Maybe. Apple was, um, like I said, not named for the fruit, but maybe rather the Garden of Eden. The intelligence acquired through eating the tempting apple. And Windows was named after creating a window into every life and home. I don't know if people ever associate that or, or get that. Both companies attracted a team of older, accomplished former NASA employees. Because you know when you're 40 and 50 years old, you want to go work for a 20-year-old that has never done anything or a 20-year-old that has lived in a commune, right? Job security. Okay. They were military contracts, defense contractors, and payroll all the first year of the operation. I mean, my gosh, they had more money than they knew what to do with for their startup. And Bill Gates even brought his company in the first few years over to Japan to create an outlet over there. Boy. Have you ever met a 20-year-old that started a business and was able to get that successful that quickly? But for some reason, Mr. Commune Jobs and Billy Gates, who was known to be pretty autistic at the time, were able to form both companies at the same time, oust all their competition, right, 
of older people that have been in the industry for far longer, and both were praised for their ability, talented marketing, and keen business sense. I know, you're probably, what? Yeah, keen business sense, even though they'd never both started any company or actually really been a part of a company. Okay, going to Harvard doesn't mean you're going to be so successful at everything you do. Waz's father was Lockheed Martin, CIA government contractor. Steve Jobs' biological father was CIA. His adopted dad lived in an affluent neighborhood surrounded by defense contractors and engineers and government intelligence, but claimed that he was a blue-collar guy, which never made sense. And Bill Gates' father was known as Deep State with ties to Planned Parenthood, United Way, Rockefeller, Soros, and his mother a big banking exec with United Way as well. They seem pretty hooked up. All right. Both Paul Allen and Waz, even though they they actually helped with the invention, stepped away to allow Gates and Jobs to lead. And I thought that was actually really strange. Right. Themselves as second bananas. Did you ever realize that both of their stories about how they got into the business were so similar? I was kind of shocked by this because when I was doing the deep dive into this, I thought it's a little too weird. Okay. It's a little too weird to have older guys that you wouldn't normally hang out with in high school because at that time, maturity-wise, you're miles apart. But for some reason, some oddball reason, these two guys that even left and went to college came back for their little uh, CEOs, their little 20-something CEOs, and these CEOs were pushed into the game so hard and so fast with major funding that it makes one's head spin. Both companies have major backdoors installed into their products and give the government unfettered access to them. Why is that? Hmm, maybe it's called a public-public partnership because both companies were started and funded by our government with CIA money and Jobs and Gates pushing the narrative so that they look like they're private companies in major competition, by the way, run by guys who started their companies under humble beginnings in basements. How often have you seen the picture of Steve Jobs's garage, (laughs) which is so funny to me because they might have tinkered there. But but for sure, these companies were given loads of money because when you go into business, you never start out with capital. And at the age of 20, no one believes in you enough to give you that kind of capital. So humble beginnings, not so much connected through their families. Sure. Propped up to be CEOs? Yes. And why didn't they ever absorb each other? I think it's pretty obvious now, actually. I think they were never meant to. The government always wanted to have it look like a competition while running both companies behind the scenes. Just like they do Facebook. Just like they do with... The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. Keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand 
that this is a revolution against the globalists. And it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the Earth. We're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my, in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. If you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown, and it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it, and it has five-star reviews. Get TurboForce now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for the hour from the Kate Daly Show. So glad to be with you. You want to have a little fun? Um, Sam Mendez um, uh, told everybody that he was going to come out with a four-part series in 2027 in about three years about the Beatles. 
And I was laughing because of the fact that I've done some pretty big deep dives on the Beatles and I'll never be able to not see what I see when I see that band. <laughs> so I want to talk about them for just a moment because how far do the, do the lies go? How co-opt were we in the 1960s? I've talked a lot about the transgender movement is eerily similar to the 60s movement of the women's rights movement. Okay. And we were told all at once to be very angry and that men weren't fulfilling our needs. So we had to go into the corporate world so that now all of us, right? All of us adults could be working adults that, that figured into their tax base. It was done for a lot of reasons. But Gloria Steinem, different CIA operatives were told to go on the college campuses and just get everybody really irate. We had TV shows that made us all irate and they're doing the transgender movement just like they are the 60s movement. Um, in, uh, when they, when they tried to heighten the cause for the women's live movement, because all through history, we weren't, we weren't angry, right? And, um, good men always put good women on pedestals and vice versa. So we really didn't have that issue, but they made it into a national issue. So we were very co-opted in the sixties without realizing it, but how deep do the lies go? So every time I see, I see Hollywood setting out to, to kind of force feed us. <laughs> A story like Harriet Tubman, when Harriet Tubman came in at the end of the Underground Railroad, she was in the last 15 years of an 80-year movement done by the white Quakers that's never talked about. I'm always skeptical. I always go in going, okay, why do they have to keep pushing this? Why do we have to keep seeing stories on Marilyn Monroe or the JFK assassination narrative or Harriet Tubman narrative or the Beatles narrative? And when I say Beatles narrative, just listen. Okay. The Beatles signed a five-year contract with Brian Epstein. Okay. In 1962, after singing a song that they did not write, the song was My Bonnie. My Bonnie Lies Over the Ocean. Okay. It was a long time folk, you know, lullaby in which we all know they, they did not write. In fact, in fact, Brian Epstein, their manager, had never signed a band, had not been in the industry at all in dealing with bands. But their first record of the song, My Bonnie, wasn't even produced in London, but it was produced in Hamburg, Germany. You don't ever get to hear about that, do you? Never once did the Beatles ever demonstrate that they were A, good musicians, or B, could actually write music and write it to the tune of the Beatles music, which the catalog is so diverse, so interesting. So it looks like a savant wrote it, right? I mean, you've got a lot of different songs there with a lot of different lyrics. Very fascinating. So they signed this contract in 1962 with a guy who was never proven to do anything, depending on. And then they got, you know, a portion of the of the proceeds. Right. Epstein got a portion of their proceeds, which were to come. It was very interesting because the whole thing was done in a MI6 um, building like a like a cafe. And it was done on the top floor of this cafe. So Brian Epstein takes them in, and at the time, they were wearing blue jeans, and they were kind of rude on stage and didn't have a look. And within a couple of months, Brian Epstein transformed them with the matching outfits, matching haircuts, matching everything, and gave them what we know today as the Beatles, all right? The Beatles didn't do this on their own, nor did I think they even want to. So Brian Epstein doesn't even sign his portion of the contract, which was very strange, I think. And uh, the Beatles signed, but not him. And they had this management company called NEMS Enterprises, right? Um, so 
there's more interesting things. Alistair Taylor was also known as the band as Mr. Fix-It. He was the personal assistant to the Beatles manager, Brian Epstein. Where have you heard Fix-It person before? Oh, I don't know. Intelligence agencies? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, let's go back to Love Me Do. Love Me Do, their first single, only reached 17 on the charts. What was fascinating was, just because it reached 17, this is an unknown band that actually started in Germany and ended up in London, even though they were from London, and starting out with a band, uh, with a band, with a band manager that had never done anything before, within two years were on the Ed Sullivan show, <laughs> breaking out, as the media put it, as this new Fab Four, your favorite new band, the band you love. Do you see something going on here? I think pretty much we were told that we loved this band and that they were the Fab Four and that they were the, ra- the, the latest rage, okay, by the media. And, of course, um, the, the uh, creation of Northern Songs, the publishing company that would control the copyrights to all their music, um, anything recorded between 63 and 73 is kind of interesting. By the way, Brian Epstein died at a very young age of 32 while succumbing to drug abuse. <laughs> okay. So, of course, we have the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, and people don't even, I think, put together two and two on this. But what I thought was kind of interesting was the fact that this was an MI6 guy. This was a British Secret Service that cropped up in 1947. Hmm. And, of course, he taught the band to play. Sgt. Pepper was an MI6 agent, right? And so it was Major John Pepper, head of the BSC in 1947. So according to Wikipedia, according to all these sources, it was an SIS cover organization of the United States. So it was another name for MI6, the British uh, equivalent of the CIA. Why did they do a song about him? Look on the cover. Why are all those people on the cover? It's very strange. So Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. What band? What do you mean to play? Hmm, very interesting. Because the Beatles were sort of conjured up. They were not a band that was uh, organic or natural, or you see bands that, that have to go for years playing before they even get noticed. Not these guys. All they did was record a song that had already been written a long, very long time ago, and see, that seemed to be enough. Now think about that for just a second. That seemed to be enough to thrust them into the limelight as the Fab Four. So fascinating. Massive propaganda campaign? Mm-hmm. I think so. And of course, um, the Beatles, they weren't doing so well, um, 1966. But what's kind of interesting about this, because they were playing to a lot of, um, empty halls at the same time, right? And, of course, the quote, we're more popular than Jesus now. That was a big mistake um, because, of course, people didn't take it well. A lot of people got a bad taste in their mouth from that alone. So there was a repackaging. And what's interesting is the music never sounded the same after 1969. I wonder why that is hmm, when the band broke up. Now, look at the manufactured inventions of, say, the Beatles, the Stones, Grateful Dead, right? Were they created by the Tavistock Institute? Hmm. The Holy Grail, right? So Theodore W. Adorno, was he the songwriter? 
songwriter for all the Beatles music that sounded so different and varied and diverse. And I mean, talk about catchy tunes. You've never written a song before. And then all of a sudden you get together. And after a couple of months, you're able to spill out song after song after song that sounds different. You know, all bands have a sound. The Beatles have a sound. But all of the sounds within the Beatles are very varied, very diverse. And I mean, catchy lyrics like you've never heard it before. Did Theodore Adorno write their music? He was the director of the Frankfurt Tavistock Social Engineering School, which I'm sure has been talked about a lot on this particular show, right? Okay. Is it, uh, is it really, uh, this guy who was trained as a classical musician who wrote their music and it was all filtered down through Paul who couldn't read a note of music, by the way? In fact, in fact, the only real musician was it George Harrison? They say John was a poet. What poems did he write? <laughs> I'm so curious. He could strum a few chords. Ringo, well, wasn't a very great drummer, but, you know, he could bounce along to the music a little bit. And, of course, you kind of look at all of this. They were knighted, so that gives me kind of a clue, right, as to maybe their background a little bit more. The Beatles, um, after they started to decline, were brought back into the New Age culture of drugs, pushing LSD, pushing the New Age, pushing Buddhism. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. 
Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Baudis Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves, unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people. We don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones. Oh, darling, please believe. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for the hour. And uh, this is so fascinating when you start to see how co-opted the 60s really are um you really start to kind of pick up on how deep the lies go and i thought it was interesting too you know of course um lots of bands have admitted that they have cia roots or were put into the bands and of course you have that uh, wonderful little laurel canyon um when the 60s sprung up that just churned out man folk star after folk star i mean my gosh they were, that was a busy time for music when music hadn't changed that much over the decades before it. Okay. So you know that there were many, many problems with the narrative of Laurel Canyon, the narrative of all of this, because I just don't think it happens that way. Um, I'm not a coincidence theorist. And so I just can't imagine that you have that many coincidences. But I do want to mention just a few things about Tavistock because the arrival of the Beatles introduced to America and boy, were they pushing to get them over to America. It wasn't like people were clamoring to get them here. But all of a sudden we had the media pushing to get the Beatles here. Very strange. And uh, words such as rock in relation to music sounds, teenager, the word teenager, cool, discovered, pop music. We're all a lexicon of a disguised coding, actually, signifying the acceptance of drugs, right? All accompanied by the Beatles. It just happened that the second the Beatles arrived on the scene to be discovered by teenagers, okay? Incidentally, the word teenagers was not used just before the Beatles arrived on the scene. That was courtesy of the Tavistock Institute for Human Relations, which has actually been behind so much of what Rockefeller organization has pushed, being a part of that. 
So Tavistock and Stanford Research Center created all these trigger words, which came into usage like rock music, um, trigger words like, uh, I mean, they were t- constantly talking about breakaway young population groups uh, persuaded by this social engineering, right? But it was so strange what a number they did on us, because if you really go back to their music, right, uh, with a little help from your friends, um, code words for, for drugs, for being cool, Travis Stock jargon came into being. So I do find it really, really strange um, that uh, that we got all this music. I think Theo Adorno hired people to write the music. I think it was given to the Beatles. I think that uh, you didn't see really any of them do a whole lot. If you look at the song Imagine, the lyrics are very communistic. Imagine a world where we don't own anything and we don't have borders. But because it's played so nicely on shows like American Idol um, and The Voice, when uh, people do it to compete, we think, oh, what a beautiful song. But the lyrics are extremely communistic. Um, you have the Rolling Stones, you have Bob Dylan, you have all of these people with very suspect past. If you really want to look into their past, I've done deep dives on all of them. And it's very interesting how they ro- rose to the level of fame without there actually being like a backstory to it. Usually you can see the story and it makes sense. And when things don't make sense, everyone should start asking questions. That's the time to do it. But I did find it interesting because um, having been born in the 60s, you know, I didn't realize the word teenager hadn't been used. I didn't realize that we didn't have a lot of this wording, um, uh, you know, really uh, taking root like it did all at the same time when these artists were pushed onto us by the media. We were told constantly that this was our favorite group, that they were all the rage. Now think about how many bands, how many times you've seen that, how many times they've actually done that to us. Notice now that we don't have bands anymore. We have single artists. Are they easier to control? Like your Taylor Swifts, are they easier to control? I'm going to guess that they are, actually. I'm going to guess that they are. The Super Bowl, I'm sure you saw it, um, and Taylor Swift money shot at the end, the only shot that the media actually put out there. So that was kind of interesting, too. But I did want to talk just a little bit about the beginning of the Super Bowl and, and the NFL. The NFL actually was sort of born out of gambling. It was born, football organization was actually born out of the 1920s in Canton, Ohio, and it was born out of the illegal and legal proceedings, right? by none other than the mafia. So many mafia ties, okay? And those that ran it were actually had ties to Al Capone and ties to the Chicago. They they purchased the Chicago Cardinals, which is now the Arizona Cardinals, and several owners were tied to the mob. In 1967 is when they started the Super Bowl, and Lamar Hunt was the son of a gambler, Haroldson Hunt. Haroldson Hunt is an interesting figure in um, in our society, but Lamar actually said that he's named it the Super Bowl because his child had a bouncy ball, a super bouncy ball, and so he named it the Super Bowl. Just an interesting tidbit right there. But Haroldson Hunt was actually poker winning, um, the poker winnings that, that he had won and his dealings with the mob. He actually went into the Texas oil fields and was accused of financing the JFK assassination. See how we're coming back full circle? Um, also, he was the one, reportedly, um, that funded the career of L- LBJ. 
LBJ was really not too, not too, uh, thrown out, not, not too sad over the assassination of JFK. We'll say that. And mafia and, uh, and, and the CIA, huge ties, Haroldson Hunt, right? So act, accusations of game fixing. There were players back in 1963, Hornig and Karras that were accused of this. Joe Namath had a, had a, a bar of bookies and mobsters, uh, that they would, they would go to quite regularly and he would not drop it. They asked him to drop it because they wanted the face of the NFL to look a certain way. Um, the image, the public image of the NFL. And so he actually just retired instead of losing that business or, or getting rid of the business. Lots of organized crime along the way, which is kind of interesting when you really look at the NFL, because the NFL, the image was such that they banned ads about gambling, uh, Las Vegas and, and all the such, but they had <laughs> the game in Las Vegas. And so how did it finally land there? Right. Very, very fascinating there. And so there are not laws in place um, for the NFL. There are no because they own the business. There are no laws in place against fixing. They can fix it at any time and they're not breaking any laws because they own their own organization. Okay. So a 30 second ad, 1967 was $42,000. Hmm. And now it's five to six million, even seven million dollars. Amazing. In 1984, it wasn't a thing until 1984. Of course, you had the Farrah Fawcett commercials and all the rest, but it wasn't a thing until 1984 when Ridley Scott debuted Apple. <laughs> Coming full circle, uh, 19, uh, 1984 commercial, a, a woman running through a bleak world, right? And here was the big debut of Macintosh. Hmm, interesting. Um, so then commercials became all about messaging. And even in that 1984 commercial, they had a reference to, you guessed it, 1984. Hmm. And the movie, the book. Um, and so rumors, there's all kinds of rumors, um, all kinds of things. Uh, but I will add that used to be marching bands, but it wasn't until 1993 Michael Jackson performed at halftime and it became a very, very big deal to include the celebrity status. But the image was still, they still had to uphold the image. And there were a lot of, um, like I said, ties, right? The NFL uh, was convinced, they said, to the public that it would lead to gambling would lead to corruption. But psychologically, did you know they create the super fan? Because if a fan gambles on the game, if a ga- if a fan bets on the game, it's actually studied and they will watch more games, watch them longer and stay tuned to it. But the psychology of it is actually about creating ties and bonds um, to the teams and people that don't gamble on it or 10 times more likely to turn off the games when nothing's at stake. But while betting on the games, of course, they become they become very invested in the team, very invested in all of these things. But the fact that it came back to Vegas or the fact that it arrived in Vegas, are all bets off now? Is it basically like saying, okay, we're out in the open now? All of our gambling, all of our ties, the whole creation of the NFL? I think that it's kind of a, a stance to finally go, we're not going to hide this anymore. That betting, illegal, legal betting are all a part of the NFL, always have been, which people don't really realize. And the fact that it kind of started with these kinds of individuals as well. They always wanted to hide it. They're not hiding it anymore. 
It's kind of like Google with Adreno and then Chrome and all kinds of different little things like this. I don't think they hide it anymore. I don't think they want to. How deep do the lies go? Deep. (laughs) And I think we're just getting started, actually. I think there's so many deep dives on this stuff that would make our heads spin, actually. And when you really start to look at the 60s, the lone gunman cropped up, all of these different things cropped up. Was that a product of intelligence? I think so. 100% I think so. So we'll just keep on doing those deep dives. Thanks again for listening to The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. So glad to be with you today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist. And people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Sleepless nights seem to be a lot more common these days with everything that's going on both at home and the world at large. If you are having trouble getting to that deep sleep we could all use more of, our new sleep support formula, Down and Out, is just the thing. It's our new faster absorbing liquid formula that is specifically designed to help you get the shut eye you deserve. Formulated to improve upon our best-selling product, Knockout, with Down and Out, now the herbs and melatonin packed inside are extracted directly into the glycerin solution. So the ingredients are already dissolved into the formula before you even take it. One of the other sleep support herbs included is the passion flower, which was traditionally used by Native Americans like the Cherokees, who used it for its relaxing qualities. Be sure to take this product when you are completely ready for sleep, because you will be down and out. Selling out now at InfoWarsStore.com. Leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order, it's Alex Jones.